0: You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on KPEL965.com.
1: News Talk 965 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.
2: President Biden is getting ready to leave the country. I'm Dave Anthony. Fox News led to South Korea, then Japan for a six day trip, though there's speculation North Korea could conduct another missile test or even a nuclear one amid a sanction standoff with the U.S. But this morning, before he leaves, the president, the leaders of the two countries trying to join NATO following Russia's invasion of Ukraine.
3: President Biden says he welcomes working to accept
2: Finland and Sweden into NATO quickly. I think we're going to be okay. Turkey, a longtime NATO member nation, has expressed objections with the expansion. All 30 NATO members must agree on adding countries to the alliance. The president's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, believes those concerns can be solved. Fox's Jared Halpern, the president's invoked the Defense Production Act to deal with a baby formula shortage to speed up manufacturing if facilities still open after a recall shut down an Abbott facility
4: months ago. To ensure that manufacturers have the necessary ingredients to make safe healthy infant formula. Here at home,
2: He's also ex- expediting more formula imports from overseas. The white 18-year-old accused of targeting black shoppers in Saturday's supermarket massacre as a court date today in Buffalo, New York.
5: Just 30 minutes before the
6: deadliest mass shooting in Buffalo's history, the accused gunman shared his plans online, inviting a small group of people into a chat room on the messaging app Discord.
1: 18-year-old Peyton Gendron described in detail his plans to murder as many black people as possible. No
7: one alerted authorities.
2: Fox's Alexis McAdams in Buffalo. COVID's been spreading more lately. The 208,000 cases reported by Johns Hopkins yesterday, the most in a day in a few months. In Massachusetts, a rare case of monkeypox, though officials say the public's not at risk. It's typically limited to Africa, but the man's sickened they've been to Canada. There are small outbreaks in Europe. Investigators there have found while monkeypox is not easily spread person to person, it may
3: be sexually transmitted. America's listening to Fox News.
2: President Biden hopes to undo another Trump-era policy next week. Title 42, which was used to block some migrants from entering the U.S. illegally out of COVID concerns. If that happens, Republicans warn that will lead to an even bigger illegal immigrant surge at the border. So a city in Texas is getting ready.
7: El Paso City Council planning to vote next week to enact a state of emergency that would allow the West Texas city to receive federal and state funding to address the border crisis more than 234,000 migrant encounters in April, it's predicted as many as 18,000 migrants a day could come once Title 42 is lifted. Several attorneys general have filed suit seeking to delay the lifting, and a federal judge is expected to rule this week. Sue Guzman, Fox News.
2: Gas prices pumped up again today another two cents. AAA's national average for regular now almost 459 a gallon a record high for a tenth day in a row.
9: And in some states out west like Washington, Oregon, Nevada they're above five dollars a gallon. California the only state above six dollars
2: a gallon. Fox Business Network's Grady Tribble analyst to J.P. Morgan predict gas could average six bucks a gallon nationwide this summer. On Wall Street stocks could a drop yet again as markets fall overseas. Dow futures down 300 points. The day after the Dow's 1164-point plunge, its biggest decline since June 2020. The NASDAQ lost 566. In the NBA playoffs, an easy win for Golden State. The Warriors take Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals, 112-87 over the Dallas Mavericks. On the ice, an overtime thriller in Carolina.
9: One-timer by Smith, blocked out
2: in front by Troop. Has been on a long time. They st- One for the Hurricanes beating the New York Rangers 2-1 on ESPN. In their second round opener, Calgary beat Edmonton 9-6. And the PGA Championship starts in an hour in Tulsa. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News.
1: The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Ardco Equipment Rentals in New Iberia. Let Ardco
10: handle all of your heavy equipment needs.
0: I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report.
10: Stocks falling sharply with the Dow suffering its worst day since 2020 as the latest set of dismal earnings reports from major retailers raised investors' fears of a recession. Shares of Target sank 25% after the company posted quarterly earnings that missed analysts' expectations for its worst one-day performance since Black Monday in 1987. Walmart shares extending Tuesday's 11% drop and falling 7% after the world's biggest retailer reported that it's getting squeezed by high food prices and other rising costs, and Cisco Systems posted disappointing results after the closing bell, for another serious blow to the tech sector. The network hardware provider delivered weaker than expected forward guidance, and its stock is dropping after hours. The Dow falling 1,165 points, the Nasdaq down 566, S&P 500 down 165. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Rybarsky, Invested in you.
6: After 9-11, Ben Harrow couldn't wait to enlist in the Army. But in Afghanistan, Ben stepped on an IED while leading an anti-terrorism mission. Ben survived but lost both of his legs above the knee, two fingers, and sustained injuries to his right forearm. Ben now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Ben. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers.
0: Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the k news center
9: good morning acadiana another hot day in store today dave baker says mostly sunny and nighty a full look at his forecast coming up in just a little bit for news talk 96.5 Kpel, i'm ian ozan we start in scott where state police are investigating a deadly pedestrian crash it happened around three o'clock wednesday morning on cameron street near andres road 33 year old tracy Trosclair died at the scene the crash remains under investigation in Karen Crow a domestic dispute leads to a deadly shooting. It happened around 8 o'clock last night on Sateen Royale Circle. The names of the deceased and the shooter have not been released. The case remains under investigation. The city of Youngsville is tightening its home building code. This after several residents filed a class action lawsuit against contractor D.R. Horton. Mayor Ken Ritter says the new ordinance will ensure new homes are built with more stable materials. In St. Landry Parish, a soldier who died during World War II will be laid to rest this weekend. Army Private Hillary Swallow died during the Battle of Guadalcanal in 1943. His remains recently were identified. Private Swallow's remains arrived in Louisiana on Tuesday. Funeral services will be held Saturday morning at Sebyl Funeral Home in Opelousas. Visitation starts at 8.30. The funeral begins at 11. Back in Lafayette, the city parish government loses a public records lawsuit to two newspapers. The Daily Advertiser and The Current sued to get records related to former police chief Wayne Griffin's firing. The court ordered LCG to hand over those documents with protected information redacted. So, what exactly was in those documents? According to those documents, lying and harassment were some of the stated reasons Griffin was fired. However, the specifics of why Griffin was let go were redacted. In Scott, it's almost showtime at the Apollo Road Roundabout. City officials will hold a town hall meeting next month about the project. It's scheduled for June 8th at 6 o'clock at the Scott Events Center. In St. Martinville, residents are under a boil advisory this morning. That's because the city shut off water last night for repairs. Staying in St. Martin Parish, public school students will have the day off tomorrow. That's because there's a shortage of bus drivers in the parish. Employees still have to report to work. The last day of school, by the way, is next Wednesday. Speaking of schools, Governor John Bell Edwards is dropping the COVID vaccine requirement for elementary and high school students. David Grubb has a story.
11: Citing a lack of full approval by the Food and Drug Administration, Governor Edwards says the Louisiana Department of Health has removed the COVID-19 vaccine as a requirement for elementary and secondary school students.
12: When school starts in August of 2022, the COVID vaccine will not be on the schedule.
11: Though the vaccine is no longer required, Governor Edwards and the LDH are still in agreement with the CDC and American Academy of Pediatrics recommendations.
12: All eligible children do receive the COVID-19 vaccine for themselves, their families, plus any boosters.
11: Since March of 2020, 21 children have been lost to COVID in the state. None of those were fully vaccinated. I'm David Grubb.
9: In Franklin, the Willow Street Bridge is closed until further notice. The bridge over the Bayou Tesh suffered a mechanical failure, forcing officials to close it. At the Capitol, a House bill limiting access to
13: mugshots clears the Senate committee. Brooke Thornton has the latest. Once these mugshots are released, it's literally a digital scarlet letter that follows you around for the rest of your life.
14: New Orleans Representative Royce DePlessis' bill was amended in the Senate to allow for the release of a photo if an individual is charged with a violent crime. The bill already allows booking photos to be public upon conviction or the person is considered a fugitive.
13: When you weigh the benefit of mugshots being considered public records, I think it's outweighed by the potential harm it can cause to someone's reputation. The bill now
14: advances to the Senate. I'm Brooke Thorrington.
13: Meanwhile, a
9: Senate bill that would set up a tiered risk assessment system to evaluate and house juvenile offenders is headed to the full House.
15: Kevin Gallagher has the details. Central Louisiana Senator Heather Cloud says violent behavior among youthful offenders is rising quickly.
5: Juvenile on juvenile violence, juvenile on guard violence, and escapes that have really hindered the community. Under
15: her bill, every youth arrested would be evaluated for their risk to themselves and to others.
5: Taking into consideration of their needs holistically, including medical, educational, and psychological. The
15: House Criminal Justice Committee approved the bill, sending it to the full House for debate and what could be... Final Passage. I'm Kevin Gallagher.
9: In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns baseball team opens its final regular season series tonight against Little Rock. First pitch at Teague Moore Field is scheduled for 6 o'clock. The Cajuns need a big weekend and a strong showing in the Sunbelt Tournament to reach the NCAA Tournament. Head coach Matt Degg says he and the team have been here before. He says they'll adapt to the matchups.
16: Well, I think experience. You know, we've been in this situation many times and been a part of teams that have bailed themselves out uh, via the tournament. And so uh, there's, a, there's a track record there. But you've got to, we've got to go out and make plays and pitches and uh, get it done and big at-bats. Uh, we have you know, seven or eight guys that we've gone to a lot. And we're going to have to use them judiciously, if you will, uh, to get through something like this unless we just bang our way through it. Which you can do. I mean, we've done. But going through the league, it's going to be a grinder.
9: Again, Game 1 of that series against Little Rock tonight at 6 o'clock. Game 2 tomorrow at 6. Game 3 Saturday at 4 o'clock. Nobody won any of the big lottery jackpots last night. Powerball rises to $117 million for Saturday. Lotto at $1,625,000 for Saturday. Easy 5 at $110,000. Another look at news coming up at the bottom of the hour. You're up to date. Ian Ozan, News Talk
17: 96.5 KPL. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding, welcome home.
18: Hot weather continues as we round out the work week. Plenty of sunshine out there for you today. It will be breezy this afternoon, though. Temperatures topping out near 90. Those winds out of the south at 15 to 20 miles per hour with some higher gusts. Overnight tonight, fair, warm, and muggy as lows will drop back into the lower 70s. Friday, lots of sunshine, breezy, and warm with a daytime high near 90 degrees. Friday night, partly cloudy skies, lows in the lower 70s. Over the weekend, a front will approach the area. That'll bring a little better chance for some showers and thunderstorms on Saturday and showers and thunderstorms a little more likely on Sunday. Saturday's high getting up to 91 with a heat index near 100. Sunday's high topping out near 86 degrees. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Dave Baker on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.
1: Our weather update being brought to you by the folks over at Sleep Number. Did you know when you get a Sleep Number bed, you really, just by touching a button, can actually adjust how you're going to be able to sleep? And with savings right now, you'll save a lot of money, too. You get a Sleep Number setting, you and your spouse. So when you get a Sleep Number bed, you get to decide what number feels the best for you and your body. And maybe you're a person that you exercise a lot, or maybe you're a couch potato. So things might change, and they might change like every single day. You can change your sleep number setting. Mine's currently at 60. It works perfectly, except on the super bad arthritis days, and then the number goes down to 25 because I need the bed to cuddle me a little bit more. I'm doesn't that sound great? <sighs> sleep number is a bed that has tons of technology, and it really is proven quality sleep with a sleep number bed. I mean, they've got decades of research. You will fall asleep faster you're going to get a deeper, more restful sleep. Find out more. Sleep Number's Memorial Day Sale. You can save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. The Queen's now only $19.99 for a limited time. Only at a Sleep Number store. You can check it out at sleepnumber.com, but I highly recommend. Just go over to the store and try it out for yourself. The Sleep Number store is right at the corner of Settler's Trace, and Ambassador Caffrey in the same shopping center as Whole Foods.
0: News Talk 96.5, KPL, right now traffic.
1: Oh, the good news is traffic wise, no traffic crashes, no breakdowns. Make sure you're buckling up, keeping it safe out there. Our traffic update brought to you by Bruce Poche, certified public accountants. Your firm for a lifetime. Um.
3: Leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Set cell phone reminders or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child is in the car. Look for your baby before you lock. Brought to you by NHTSA. It's coming up now
1: in 718 on Acadiana's morning news. Good morning, Acadiana. Thursday morning is here. Ian and Bernie here with you. Hello. Good
9: morning, Bernie. Okay,
1: seriously? Beautiful
9: uh-huh. sunrise this morning. Man. That's one of the beautiful things about this time of year. With the sun coming up, since we're in the middle of summer and it comes up at about 618, the, the little bit of cloud covered, the trees that uh, are in front with the sunrise in the distance, there's nothing like a South Louisiana sunrise this time of year.
1: Oh, it is so true. And I'll tell you. I was reading, uh, one of our colleagues was writing a story about Saharan dust again, mm-hmm. yes. and so said that will you know, contribute a little more over the summer months to us experiencing even more beautiful
9: sunrises yes. and sunsets, yes. those beautiful colors that Saharan dust yes. brings. Now, my hope is the Saharan mm. dust also brings enough uh, cover to uh, cool us off a little bit.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't that part be nice?
9: That would be lovely. Oh. High of 90 again today. Heat indices. I don't know if they'll reach triple digits, but they'll try to get close to it again but man, it's. It, I got outside yesterday. I walked out. Why? I walked out of the building <laughs> and I felt like I was in a microwave defrosting. <laughs> That's how warm outside it was yesterday.
1: Okay, now look, people, you got to get out of your house today between nine and 11 because Ian and I get to go over to Shannon Hardware. Yeah. They're at 101 Nolan Road in Bruceard. They're celebrating 150 years in business. Jambalaya, crawfish pie, filet gumbo. No kidding. That is on the menu today. Now we're going to be there nine to eleven. They're going to have their event from nine to three, so y'all can stop in, see what they've got going on out there, check out the delicious food they're going to have out there, mm-hmm. and well, what enjoy. What do they have again? Uh Jambalaya, crawfish pies, and filet gumbo. No son, joke.
9: Son of a gun, going to have yes. some fun on the bayou.
1: Absolutely. They really, seriously, that's what they're serving today. Yeah, so. You just gotta love that. You will. And not only that, the big old wrenches. Okay, I don't know what it is about those things, I guess, because I've never had to use anything like that. I've never worked offshore. They're just fascinating to me. I think they're hilarious and fun. Um, We're going to take a lot of pictures today. Yes, we will. Um, Poor, poor, uh, poor Brandon. When he starts seeing the stuff we paste on, (laughs) start posting on Facebook, he's like, what happened to the two of you? But, you know,
9: we're out of the building. Yes. We're allowed
1: to have some fun, right? Yes, this is the
9: first time they've let us out of our cage. <laughs> and speaking of Brandon being out of the cage, yes. he's at Rhythms on the River tonight. He and Shannon oh, yeah. will be live for offsides at Rhythms on the River and River Ranch from 4 to 6. And then, or excuse me, 4 to 5.30 because baseball starts at 5.30 right True. here on 96.5 K-PEL. And then at 5.30, Brandon gets on stage. He'll be introducing tonight's performers, Marshall Ball among them. And we'll keep you entertained uh, in between the musical sets. So Brandon and Shannon live over at Rhythms on the River, offside 4 to 5.30, and then Brandon will be your MC tonight at Rhythms on the River, which, by the way, I have to thank him. He's filling in for me because I'm flying out to go to Clemson to do UL softball.
1: another day where you are flying out to go and do an adventure, but that's okay because we're still, you know, we have you in our hearts.
9: Yes indeed, planes, trains and automobiles. This is that is the theme for the weekend. We'll be on a plane to fly to Atlanta, take a train up to Clemson and then on a bus the rest of the way. Planes, <laughs> trains and automobiles, John Candy would be proud.
1: Wow. You you know, that's so very true, isn't it? Isn't yes, it, it is. lovely? Okay, so a busy super time for you. Mm-hmm. Now, today is Thursday, which means Bob Carricker joins us. Yeah. A Katie Yenis history professor. He'll come up, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes from now. Then at 7 o'clock, 7 to 8, we have Lafayette Live with Lafayette Mayor and President Josh Gillery. There are a ton of ways that you can get your questions, comments, and concerns in. You can email us, news at dot 965com you can call into the show, talk to him, ask your questions, 232-1542. Mm-hmm. Or if you have the k app, you hit the phone icon, you're straight into the studio. Or you can send a text message with our lovely app.
9: Yeah, do that. And if you don't have the app, what are you waiting for? Download it for free right now through the iTunes App Store or Google Play, and you can start reading all of our stories. Read our stories and scroll through them. Yeah, read uh, our stories a lot. Uh, and uh, and you can also listen to us from anywhere in the world uh, through the app. And coming up at 8 o'clock, Eduardo with Crime Stoppers. Eddie ah, Thibodeau yes. will be on the air, and it's not just one crime of the week, but multiple crimes of the what? week we'll be talking about, or specifically multiple uh, fugitives they're looking for oh this week. So that's okay. coming up at around 8.15 this morning. So a full show, and of course, Bernie and I live at Shannon Hardware from 9 to 11. We'll be there. Don't miss it. Crawfish, uh, let's see, jambalaya, crawfish fi, uh, crawfish pie, filet gumbo. Yes, I'm kind of so excited. Going to have some fun yes. on the bite. We, we just need Hank Williams holograph to be uh, there. We'll, we'll be set. right. Totally. So,
1: yeah, you can swing on by and hang out. Look, here's the thing. Shannon Hardware, you're like, well, wait, that's just for guys that have to do work projects. It's for every dad you've ever known. Uh-huh. There are all kinds of Milwaukee products. Like They have these great radios that you can actually take anywhere with you. That are industrial radios. So, oops, what if it falls off the back of the truck while your dad's painting at home? No big deal. You just pick it right back up. It's that durable. Put it right back on the bed of the truck. Mm -hmm. Okay, tons of gift ideas for dad at Shannon Hardware. So you might as well come over today, get something great. Or if you're the dad and you're like, I don't want another tie this year. You can come and get your own Father's Day gift. Well, that's the beautiful thing. Nobody
9: has to know. But here's the thing. (laughs) I've always wondered, if you want a Father's Day gift, why would you want something that would require you to do more work? Uh, But then again, I guess there's some people who are like that. Just got a text message from one of the secret squirrels. He says, uh, in honor of our remote today, we should play the song Hardware Store by Weird Al Yankovic.
1: Oh, well, then we must. We're going to have to include that in our little repertoire today we may have to. okay so get your questions and comments and all of that ready to go for seven to eight so if you have a question or you're wondering about i don't know road project or how come a light cycles the way that it does well you throw those questions in the mix and you either get an answer during the show or after the show depending on what your question is um and all the folks are listening so that they can get you the answers as quick as possible There have been so many different things we've been able to bring up on the show that maybe other people had not thought of. But I guarantee you, if you ask a question or you make a comment about something, other people are wondering it, too. Yes. And sometimes, you know, it's not possible for your local government to know everywhere there might be a little trouble spot. Yeah. You know, a big, I don't know, you know, pothole or something. So it really has a huge impact on everybody that really does business in Lafayette, lives in Lafayette, both people coming in from outside of our community. So it's a big impact.
9: And there's an off chance that maybe you're the only person thinking of a question <laughs> that you have. And even then, it's still a good question. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we'll have some fun with it. Uh, going back to Shannon Hardware, are there yes. any other songs about hardware stores or tools? Ooh. If anybody has those suggestions, send them via the mm. app as well. that uh, because after all, we may as well do our tribute to Shannon Hardware and Tim the Toolman Taylor by playing songs about tools.
0: More power coming up. News Talk <laughs> 96.5 pel Depend on it. This is Acadiana's home for breaking news and weather. News Talk 96.5 pel Depend on it.
1: News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew James.com.
0: Your 24 7 news source on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center.
9: It is six thirty in the morning. Going on six thirty one. A beautiful sunrise over the Capel Studio right now. As a beautiful day is in store. A beautiful but hot day. Our Dave Baker rather says mostly sunny and ninety degrees right now. It's seventy four degrees and partly cloudy at the Lafayette Regional Airport. Seventy three on the back porch at Capel. I'm Ian Ozan. Here are the headlines. We start in Scott. State police are investigating a deadly pedestrian crash. Happened around three o'clock Wednesday morning on Cameron Street near Andres Road. 33-year-old Tracy Trosclair died at the scene. The crash remains under investigation. In Karen Crow, domestic dispute leads to a deadly shooting. Happened around 8 o'clock last night on Sateen Royal Circle. The names of the deceased and the shooter have not been released. The case remains under investigation. The city of Youngsville is tightening its home building code. This after several residents filed a class action lawsuit against contractor D.R. Horton. Mayor Ken Ritter says the new ordinance will ensure new homes are built with more stable materials. The St. Landry Parish, a soldier who died during World War II, will be laid to rest this weekend. Army Private Hillary Swallow died during the Battle of Guadalcanal in 1943. His remains recently were identified. Private Swallow's remains arrived back in Louisiana on Tuesday. He'll be laid to rest Saturday at a cemetery in Washington. But before that, funeral services will take place at Bill Funeral Home. Visitation starts at 8.30 Saturday morning. Funeral starts at 11 o'clock. Back in Lafayette, the city parish government loses a public records lawsuit to two newspapers, The Daily Advertiser and The Current, sued to get records related to former police chief Wayne Griffin's firing. The court ordered LCG to hand over those documents with protected information redacted. So, what exactly did those documents say? According to the documents, lying and harassment were some of the stated reasons Griffin was fired. But, the specifics of why Griffin was let go were redacted. In Scott, it's almost showtime at the Apollo Road roundabout. City officials will hold a town hall meeting next month about the project. It's scheduled for June 8th, 6 o'clock, at the Scott Events Center. In St. Martinville, residents are under a boil advisory this morning. That's because the city shut off water last night for repairs. Meanwhile, in Franklin, the Willow Street Bridge is closed until further notice. The bridge over the Bayou Tesh suffered a mechanical failure, forcing officials to close it. Back to St. Martin Parish, public school students will have the day off tomorrow. That's because there's a shortage of bus drivers in the parish. Employees still have to report to work. The last day for students, by the way, next Wednesday. Governor John Bell Edwards is dropping the COVID vaccine requirement for elementary and high school students. David Grum has that story.
11: Citing a lack of full approval by the Food and Drug Administration, Governor Edwards says the Louisiana Department of Health has removed the COVID-19 vaccine as a requirement for elementary and secondary school students.
12: When school starts in August of 2022, the COVID vaccine will not be on the schedule.
11: Though the vaccine is no longer required, Governor Edwards and the LDH are still in agreement with the CDC and American Academy of Pediatrics recommendations.
12: All eligible children do receive the COVID-19
11: vaccine for themselves their families, plus any boosters. Since March of 2020, 21 children have been lost to COVID in the state. None of those were fully vaccinated. I'm David Grubb. At the
9: Capitol,
13: a House bill limiting access to mugshots clears a Senate committee. Brooke Thorrington has the latest. Once these mugshots are released, it's literally a digital scarlet letter that follows you around for the rest of your life.
14: New Orleans Representative Royce DePlessis' bill was amended in the Senate to allow for the release of a photo if an individual is charged with a violent crime. The bill already allows booking photos to be public upon conviction or the person is considered a fugitive.
13: When you weigh the benefit of mugshots being considered public records, I think it's outweighed by the potential harm it can cause to someone's reputation.
14: The bill now advances to the Senate. I'm Brooke Thorrington.
13: Meanwhile, a Senate bill that would
9: set up a tiered risk assessment system to evaluate and house juvenile offenders is headed to the full House. Kevin
15: Gallagher has the detail. Central Louisiana Senator Heather Cloud says violent behavior among youthful offenders is rising quickly.
5: Juvenile on juvenile violence, juvenile on guard violence and escapes that have really hindered the community.
15: Under her bill, every youth arrested would be evaluated for the risk to themselves and to others.
5: Taking into consideration of their needs holistically, including medical, educational and psychological. The House
15: Criminal Justice Committee approved the bill, sending it to the full House for debate and what could be final. No passage i'm kevin gallagher in sports the louisiana raging cajuns baseball team opens its final
9: regular season series tonight against little rock first pitch teague moore field scheduled for six o'clock the cajuns need a big weekend and a strong showing in the sunbelt tournament to reach the ncaa tournament head coach matt deck says he and the team have been here before he says they'll adapt to matchups
16: well, i think experience you know we've been in this situation many times and been a part of teams that have belled themselves out uh via the tournament and so uh, there's a there's a track record there, but you've got we've got to go out and make plays and pitches and uh, get it done and big at bats. Uh, we have, you know, seven or eight guys that we've gone to a lot and we're going to have to use them judiciously, if you will, uh, to get through something like this, unless we just bang our way through it, which you can do. I mean, we've done. But going through the league, there's going to be a grinder.
9: Nobody won the big Powerball jackpot last night. It rises to $117 million. Somebody in Ohio won $2 million, though, had the five white balls in the Mega plier. Here in Louisiana, most anybody won was $300. Ooh. Lotto jackpot rises to 1625000 Those of you who like fractions, that's one in five-eighths <laughs> million dollars. Six people hit five of the six numbers last night. They won a little more than $1,600. Nice. Easy five jackpot goes up to $110,000 for Saturday. 26 people hit four or five. They all won $100. Let's go to the mailbag here. Uh, some Winging It Wednesday comments that oh. we missed yesterday. Oh. Uh, actually, one from last week that we missed. Paula, uh, R.E., the last question we asked uh, to Jacob and Mark last week was paper or plastic? Yeah. And Paula said, neither. Bamboo is renewable. Try bamboo toilet paper and paper towels. Ah. Let's treat killing. I've never thought of that. Never. I didn't realize mm. that was a thing. Well, maybe. Okay. My question is, is it softer? If it is, I'm willing to give it a shot. Or let me rephrase it. Is it better than one ply? If it is, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> now, back to yesterday's Winging it, it Wednesday. Papa checked in. Uh-huh. It's not just about... And by the way, yesterday we were talking about... Uh, we were talking about oil and Keystone and all that jazz. Papa checks in. It's not just about the grid structure. It's about electrical companies not keeping up with their own grids. And uh, that gets into some of the discussion about the electrical that we discussed yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um Let's see, who else do we have checking in yesterday? Andy checked in yesterday. He had a couple of comments, and Mm -hmm. some of them more ad hominem than about the topic at hand. Andy checks in and says, this is South Louisiana. Other than the gas prices, what about all the jobs oil and gas creates? Then he goes on to say, why do you have Stephen Hanwork on? No one wants to listen to this liberal BS. Followed up by, what a hypocrite. I've been listening to k for years. Why have this clown on? By the way, Stephen says, thank you for the clown compliment. And, uh, well, the fact of the matter is there are differing viewpoints. We have all viewpoints on these airwaves. That is why we are here.
1: And we got to read that guy's comment, too. Yeah,
9: Butterbean and Butterbean yesterday, solar panels made from plastics and other oil-based materials, wanted to get that in. And Mm. Chad Darwan, on a topic that we've been talking about today, we asked a song about a tool. Right. Chad Darwan, Mm -hmm. umpire in the Lafayette Acadiana Softball Officials Association, he knows a thing or two about hammers. Yeah. So he suggested Uh sledgehammer. By mm. Peter Gabriel, and by the way, uh, Secret Scroll also just checked in said Peter uh, Peter Gabriel sledgehammer, but it's very innuendo heavy. Who cares? It's full of great stuff. There you go. So there you go to Chad Darwent and Joe Cunningham. You get a chime. Which, by the way, an interesting note in music history: Genesis had only one number one hit. Uh-huh. Do you know what it was? In the air tonight? That was no? a Phil Solo song. That was Oh, that's Solo. right. No. Their only number one was Invisible Touch. Oh, really? It stayed at number one for one week. I think it was June of 1986.
19: Hmm.
9: What wow. song dislodged Invisible Touch from number one?
1: I have not a zero clue. The
9: song you're listening to right now. Love it. Which was interesting because peter gabriel was yes. an original member yes. of genesis yes. and he knocked his former bandmates off the top of the hot 100 by the way that was in july of 1986 this song went to number one july 26 1986
1: yep i should not just guessed that oh and boy. there's your
9: cartridge world trivia brought to you by our friends over at cartridge world
1: we're on ambassador row and the ambassador Row shopping center right here in lafayette loving it all
17: right no. news update is brought to you by home furniture plus bedding they have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock take a look at homefern.com
20: looking for uncommon talent meet the grads of life they're not the typical candidates you're used
3: to but they're exactly who your company needs an ideal fit for entry-level positions internships and even mentorships go to gradsoflife.org to learn more brought to you by the ad council and gradsoflife.org
1: I'm now on 643 on Acadiana's Morning News. I've cracked up my character. You, you've cracked me up,
20: but I'm, I'm also, <laughs> God, I mean, I'm, I'm having a good morning, and then Ian tells me that I look like I've just murdered somebody
19: <laughs> and, starts, <laughs> and starts
20: telling me how I sort of, sort of project Hannibal Lecter. Lecter. <laughs> yeah.
9: Because God. I ask you, so what's new a with you? Lord. Full of compliments. Because right? I ask you, <laughs> oh, what's new yeah. with you? And you say, I'm fine. Yeah. With a treasure cat grin on your right. face. Right.
20: And I yeah, and I mean all I was thinking is I wanted to tell people how proud I am of myself because I just built a twelve by fourteen foot gazeba in my backyard. Oh wow. Ooh. And you somehow equate that Have sort we, of self uh, yeah. appreciation to me.
1: So you're feeling worthless looking, right now.
20: What? No. Uh, no. I, well okay. now I am. I don't know. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs>
1: Welcome to our world, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) But no, you're beautiful and wonderful. Yeah,
20: yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You're the
3: man (laughs) who gave us the B
20: truck That absolves you of anything. All right, sister Santa. I'm sure I'm living (laughs) up to your potential.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or not. Oh, (laughs) Now the question cool. is, are we living up to Dr. Bob's potential?
20: Yeah, I guess. I'm sure we are. I'm I, sure you know, we are. Yeah, but no, I'm pretty true. proud of myself. I built this gazebo, and it's uh it's it's really, you know,
19: pretty given huh? my
20: backyard new purpose, and I find myself now sitting outside with a fan blowing on me in the evenings, and I'm pretty happy. I was about, about to it. ask that's pretty is cool. A,
1: is a
9: gazebo strictly for your personal enjoyment or are you gonna start doing weddings there?
20: Uh no, I'm not. I don't <laughs> plan on renting it out. <laughs>
1: You know what, Ian? There you go. Now people are going to start writing in requesting that. Sorry, Ian. You're
20: going to have to find someplace else.
19: (laughs)
1: I'll perform the ceremony <laughs> at Bob's backyard.
21: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Okay, and Katie and his history professor. <laughs> what do you have in store for us today? So
20: today I'm going to do something that I don't think the radio is necessarily really, you know, mm-hmm. best
1: for. Well, we're going to have to put our imaginations in right, use. Right,
20: but it's going to be sh- okay. some show and tell. Oh,
1: boy. As well
20: as a little history oh. and some of my own personal connection to. To this history.
19: Ah, tell us, so yes.
20: What I have, do you know what this is? Yeah, it's canister. a little, it's film, a little canister. film canister, mm-hmm. and in this little film canister, is, I have, you see. can see what I have in my little film canister. Mount St. Helens. Right. No. Mount
1: wow. St. Helens, May 18th, 1980. From May 18th,
20: 1980. Wow. Is that's our
9: moment in history this week?
20: Yeah, right. That's our moment in history this week. That's great. It is wow. the eruption of Mount St. Helens. And my so I'm originally from Spokane, Washington,
19: Mm
20: -hmm. uh, which is in eastern Washington. And Mount St. Helens is was is this active volcano mountain um, in western Washington. So on the coast that full on exploded in 1980. And, And there are people who still remember it. Today, across the country, because it was this just
1: huge huge story. Yeah, may I
20: look inside? Is this just my health or not? Yeah, well, it probably is, but look, i made it. It's fun time. You should be fine. Bob's here. Why take life too seriously (laughs) when I'm making out alive anyway? Oh, wow. You can do whatever you want with it. Uh, Wow. I mean, yeah, no, check it out. You can see how powdery it is and how fine Mm -hmm. it really is.
9: Is it now? So. So, it looks like Nest Quick. That's what it real, looks like. Uh, let me see. Yeah. yeah when gray,
1: you're done looking. When you're done. Just gray it, Nest be careful because yep. it's not yep.
9: fully closed.
1: Okay. Wow. And okay, you kind of
20: have to appreciate, I wish people yes. could appreciate the ridiculous, childly scrawling on the tape that How? indicates what's in my yeah. little film canister. How
1: old were you then? So
20: I guess I was about 11 years old. That's awesome. And uh, so, right. So I lived in Spokane, Washington and this mountain exploded. It actually blew, and this is hard to believe, but it blew 1,700 feet, 1,700 feet off of the mountain. So the wow. mountain used to be uh, one of the tallest in the state, and then it literally shrunk because 1,700 feet of it
19: was wow. gone. So it's,
9: it's not inconsequential. How far from Mount St. Helens were you in Spokane? So
20: I guess, I, I mean, it's probably 200. Three hundred miles, two hundred seventy-five miles. That's a good question. I'd have to, I have to see. I think of it in terms of driving as a crow flies. Sure. Maybe 250, 275 miles, something like that.
1: That's really neat.
20: and and so so it's 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 Sunday. It's a Sunday, and my family had gone out for a picnic. We freak. My my father would frequently drive us out into the woods for a picnic on the weekends. Not uh-huh. every weekend, but we had done this on Sunday. We'd gone to mass and then uh, driven out into the mountains of North Idaho, probably went to Lake Ponderay, this beautiful lake, and had a picnic. So this is, and the the mountain exploded at 8.30 in the morning.
1: Right, okay. But this
20: is, of course, before the days of constant communication, constant news awareness, and we were, completely and not only us but people are just completely uh, unaware that this had happened clearly people there knew that it had happened because sure. it was loud and this gigantic explosion in their backyard but 275 miles away we're going on with our daily lives and unless you actually happen to be listening to the news radio on sunday you, you didn't you don't, know you really don't get it so that i'm sure there are news reports coming on the tv but again People aren't watching the TV on Sunday. No. So for the most part, we're all completely clueless. You know, your average citizen is completely clueless that this has happened. And a gigantic ash cloud is headed to blanket the entire state. Wow. So we had gone on this picnic and then we came back in the late afternoon. And by the late afternoon, this ash cloud had started to come across the state and it literally turned Day into night. And the birds, of course, because all of a sudden it's Mm -hmm. night, they stop doing their birdly thing. Right. And everything sort of goes kind of quiet. Uh and so it it was it was like a gray snowstorm. And we're used to we, you know, we knew what snowstorms were. It's very quiet during a snowstorm as Mm -hmm. well. Um the the snow actually dampens sound from Mm -hmm. reverberating, and this ash ended up doing the same thing. But for the longest time, people, I mean, as it was coming in, you see what looks like a storm coming in. Coming, but,
1: yeah, your way. Yeah, but, you,
20: but then all ooh. of a sudden, this isn't a storm. Now, I mean, people weren't clueless for very long, Sure, they definitely clueless at, at the very beginnings of it. And so um, eventually, I think that we had about two and a half inches of this ash that, yes. that you see there. And it's essentially like powdered sugar.
1: I mean, it really, right. I mean, truly is. That's that's yeah, incredible. Or
20: quick. You're right. Yeah. Blanketing everything. So let me just say then that we were wearing masks before wearing masks was hip and cool.
9: (laughs) How long did that go on? Because, of course, ashes is an an environmental thing. You don't want it in your lungs. So how long, A, did the cloud last, and B, how long did you have to go around protecting yourself from it? So the cloud didn't last all that long.
20: It it came and then it went. Mm -hmm. But we literally had to, well, I mean, for years, in many respects, people had to live with this. But all summer, we had to deal with it um and and it was amazing everything because wrong? imagine your your whole community everybody all of a sudden having to deal with this this powder that coats everything. literally everything and so ev- neighbors everybody's out in the street um hosing down the yes. streets trying to wash this into the storm drains and then, of course, the reports come out. Please stop doing that. Please stop yeah, doing that because up. the storm drains yeah. are being clogged up. Oh. and people, Well, what are we what are we? What supposed are you to, to do with this? And it, it, and it was dangerous because it's a powder that you're, you're simply breathing yeah. into your lungs. Absolutely. You know, unobstructed. So we were wearing masks, but who had masks? So we were wearing yeah. T-shirts, co- you know, tied over our, our faces. faces and things like this. The amount of so down here, you know, we're used to natural disaster, um, mm-hmm. hurricanes and then frequently the flooding that comes from that. And then we have to be aware of cars, right, that have been damaged in floods. Absolutely. Well, let me tell you, virtually almost every car was completely incapacitated because as you're driving around
1: the dust the gets dust sucked. Is, yeah, into exactly. It.
20: Getting sucked into the engine and compromising the wow. engines of the cars. So people had wow. to deal with that as an as an immediate and then ongoing long-term yes. thing that they're not prepared for invet- their Because here's your investment of this. Exactly. And now, now you're you, going to have trouble at right, some right. point,
1: maybe sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. What a fascinating time in history. We
20: actually, and so one of my job, one of the things that I did as a kid to raise money, I, I mowed lawns in the neighborhood and then I also shoveled snow in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. And I had quite a little fledgling job. Uh, a business, uh, business, huh? Yeah, yeah. enterprise there. And so then uh, I, I got to start shoveling ash
19: from people's <laughs> walkways. So That's I, a good I job, too, that. right? I
20: guess it's a good job. A uh, little Bobby character out there shoveling ash in a cloud surrounding him <laughs> like, like pig Big pen. Yeah. <laughs> ah, we said that at the same time. <laughs>
1: this is so great. This is so great.
20: I'm sure I'm sure my brother was protected in the basement. And my parents said, Bobby, go out there. You know, <laughs> yeah, probably. Do something. Make five dollars. Go shovel Mrs.
9: Vester's. <laughs> driveway of the ash (laughs) when was the last time you were up near Mount St. Helens so
20: okay I'm glad that you bring this up because it's one of the things I wanted to bring to this
9: if you are in that area and
20: it's closer to Portland than it is to Seattle okay so just think if you're in Portland Seattle in that area you are close to Mount St. Helens and it is unbelievable to go there still to this day to see the destruction that that
1: uh, rot huh? rot wow.
20: and then and the beauty that it also revealed so there's this there's this place on the Southern side of Mount St. Helens called the Ape Caves, uh-huh. and they are a lava tube cave. So it's Ooh. it's it's a tube underground, yes. and and it's a cave, and you can go through Hot these lava
1: has flowed through it exactly made these tubes, made these tubes and, these tubes and, and wow. it's, it's it's
20: really remote and it's it's really exciting Bucket and it's list. completely dark and you have to have a headlamp or yeah. some sort of something to get through it uh-huh. and it's filled with
1: bigger ladies. You think we can fit in there? Yeah, you okay, can definitely just fit checking. in there. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad I didn't I used to to know bring, that for the bucket list. I used list. to
20: bring students to that when okay. I would do my History on the Move program and take, take students on history tours of the, of the country. This is uh, so and cool. And then there's also this this other place where this canyon was revealed. You didn't know that there was an actual canyon underneath all of the trees, all of the the the, the soil, everything, everything, hundreds of feet deep. But because all of the melting snow, immediately flash-melted snow, and glaciers on this Mount St Helens were you know turned yes. to liquid and they literally rushed down the mountain and the blast scoured out wow. a canyon that otherwise was not known and it's it's gorgeous and beautiful and it's it's right there on the foothills of what used to be one of the tallest mountains, the mountains. in the state. Oh, yeah.
1: gosh, wow. what an amazing, that's some serious bucket list. So, yeah, I'm doing so, that. So,
20: you know, this came up when I was looking for what am I going to do today. And, yeah. oh, well, May 18th, which was yesterday, yeah. but the anniversary of this in 1980. And I immediately realized, well, you know, I, I have a connection to that. And I also remembered that in my little in my little metal box of keepsakes from is, my childhood, I collected and still have some of that Mount St. Helens. I, I, wow. The, the
1: day I invited you to do an interview about your Boudin book has proved to be one of the the most amazing fun days ever because it, is, it has started a journey <laughs> for all of us. It's
9: a gift that keeps on giving.
1: And, and that's the beautiful and I, part. Yes. Thank you, Bob. I was, I was sharing you know what all this. The gift
20: that keeps on giving for me is this. It's it's unsettling and it's beautiful. There, then now there are people out there who they encounter me just in my daily life and they say, yeah. "Are you the guy on the rate? I recognize, recognize your voice." And mm-hmm. you can well imagine, right in my our life, world. I never imagined that people would say this to me.
19: <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and, and you quickly
20: like, just lower my head and shuffle away. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. I've told,
1: she she buys the off brand bread. Right? <laughs> yeah I've
9: told Bob this story before. I saw someone I knew in. And I was talking to someone I knew, uh, Letitia Walker, former news yeah. director across the street. Her son was in Albertsons and walking in, like, and I said, "Hey Brody, how are you?" He's like, "I'm fine." And then Bob heard my voice said, "Hey Ian," <laughs> and then Brody turned and said, "Oh my God, you are yes. famous." <laughs> <laughs> So thank you, Bob, for validating me in that one moment. I'm not really
20: sure what that says about Brody. but (laughs)
9: That's adorable. No, it says we're (laughs) Lafayette famous. That's what we are. And that is a mantle I'm glad to sit on.
1: (laughs) Bob Carricker, a Katie and his history professor. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir, for another great segment.
20: Thank you. And now I'm headed home to drive yes. my children to school because they forgot to set their alarm.
0: Oh, so, I know. but
20: you know what? I'm actually mm-hmm. I'm realizing this is not going to be happening much more ever at all. And so I'm kind of embracing it. I think Good. you should.
1: Yeah. I think you should. It's coming up now on 658 on Acadiana's morning news. <sighs> what a great day already. The Fox business report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate.
0: I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report.
7: The stock slump that resulted in the worst sell-off since 2020 is attributed to growing worries of an economic slowdown. Both Target and Walmart reported a disappointing quarter, saying higher costs ate into their profits. However, there are more signs today that people are spending their money on travel. European discount airline EasyJet says bookings in the past 10 weeks are stronger than the same period in 2019. British Airways parent company International Consolidated Airlines Group is ordering 50 Boeing 737 MAX jets and has options to buy another 100. Shareholders have now voted against rich executive pay packages at about two dozen major U.S. companies. The median pay last year, more than $14.5 million. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. invested in you.
6: After 9-11, Ben Harrow couldn't wait to enlist in the army. But in Afghanistan, Ben stepped on an IED while leading an anti-terrorism mission ben survived but lost both of his legs above the knee two fingers and sustained injuries to his right forearm ben now lives in a smart home from the tunnel to towers foundation which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges help heroes like ben donate 11 dollars a month to tunnel to towers at t2t.org
1: news talk 96.5 kpel brobridge lafayette a town square media station Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.
2: A focus on foreign policy. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. President Biden will take off today for Asia, going first to South Korea, where there's concern about all the recent North Korean missile tests.
15: We are preparing
2: for
3: all contingencies, including the possibility uh, that such a provocation would occur while we are in Korea or in Japan.
2: National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, who's also prepping the president for a meeting this morning before that trip with the presidents of Finland and Sweden, countries who have applied to
3: join NATO. The three leaders will also have chance to compare notes on our united efforts to support ukraine and its defense against russia's brutal invasion no,
2: the U.S. Embassy in Kiev has reopened months after Americans left ahead of the invasion as a Russian soldier pleads guilty to war crimes, murdering a Ukrainian civilian. And that guilty plea could very
0: well complicate the fate of Ukrainian soldiers who are now surrendering at that steel plant in Mariupol.
2: After a long battle in that nearly destroyed city.
0: Many of them are with the Azov Brigades, which Russia claims are far-right far right extremists and Nazis. Russia claims those fighters have committed war crimes. Ukraine has attempted to broker a prisoner exchange, but the surrendering fighters are being held in pretrial detention.
2: Fox's Mike Tobin in Lviv, the accused white gunman in the Buffalo supermarket massacre of 10 mostly
15: black shoppers has a court hearing next hour. New York State Attorney General Letitia James says her office will investigate social media outlets that had a part in spreading the Buffalo gunman's manifesto and allowing the killing of Buffalo residents to be streamed. In a statement, James said her hope is to shine a spotlight on their participation, not letting it go without consequence.
2: Fox's girdle, Scott, a gunman's on the run. After last night's shooting at Middle Tennessee State University, right after a high school graduation on the campus, one person killed, another critically injured. We've all woken up to another record at the gas pump. Regulars up two more cents. AAA's national average now just shy of four fifty-nine a gallon. America's listening to Fox News. While parents go out searching for more baby formula today, which isn't easy with some store shelves empty, there's a new effort to boost manufacturing
5: trying to ease the shortage. President Biden says invoking the Defense Production Act means formula manufacturers will receive the ingredients to make formula before other customers do. He also announced what he calls Operation Fly Formula.
4: I've directed the Department of Defense and the Department of Health and Human Services to send aircraft planes overseas to pick up infant formula that meets U.S. health and safety standards.
5: The formula shortage got significantly worse in February when Abbott Labs shut down a major production facility after four infants got sick and two died. They'd been fed formula produced by Abbott. While the FDA said a deadly bacteria was found at the lab, Abbott says there's no evidence their formula is what sickened the babies. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News.
2: On Wall Street, stocks could keep falling. Dow futures down more than 200 the day after an 1,146-point plunge. Golf's second major tournament just about now, teeing off in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the PGA Championship. Tiger Woods starts his round next hour. Last year's winner, Phil Mickelson, not playing this year. In the NBA playoffs... Golden State strikes first at home.
15: They trap him here. Throws it blindly and gets it back for a
18: Call courtesy of TNT, Steph Curry sinks the three-pointer and delivers a little dance after to the sold-out crowd at Chase Center. Steph with a double-double, 21 points and 12 rebounds as the Golden State Warriors romp the Dallas Mavericks Wednesday 112-87 to and take game one of the Western Conference Finals. Jordan Poole providing 19 points off the bench for the Dubs and Steve Kerr's return to the sideline after missing three games due to COVID-19 protocols. Game two for the Warriors and Mavs coming up on Friday. Matt Napolitano, Fox News.
2: In hockey's playoffs, Carolina beat the New York Rangers in overtime 2-1. Calgary topped Edmonton 9-6 in second-round NHL opening games. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News.
0: Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center.
9: It's 7.08 in the morning, 74 and sunny at the k Studios. Dave Baker says mostly sunny today and a high of 90. Heat indices the seas approaching the upper 90s. A full look at the forecast in a few minutes. Here's a quick look at news. In Scott, state police are investigating a deadly pedestrian crash. It happened around 3 o'clock Wednesday morning on Cameron Street near Andres Road. 33-year-old Tracy Trosclair died at the scene. The crash remains under investigation. In Karen Crow, domestic dispute leads to a deadly shooting. Happened around 8 o'clock last night on Sateen Royal Circle. The names of the deceased and the shooter have not been released. The case remains under investigation. The city of Youngsville is tightening its home building code. This after several residents filed a class action lawsuit against contractor D.R. Horton. Mayor Ken Ritter says the new ordinance will ensure new homes are built with more stable materials. In St. Landry Parish, a soldier who died during World War II will be laid to rest this weekend. Army Private Hillary Swallow died during the Battle of Guadalcanal in 1943. His remains recently were identified. His funeral is set for Saturday morning. It's a Bill Funeral home. Visitation starts at 8.30. The funeral at 11 o'clock. The Lafayette City Parish government loses a public records lawsuit to two newspapers, The Daily Advertiser and The Current, sued to get records related to former police chief Wayne Griffin's firing. The court ordered LCG to hand over those documents with protected information redacted. So what what do the documents say? According to the documents included in the records request, lying and harassment were some of the stated reasons Griffin was fired. However, the specifics of why Griffin was let go were redacted. In Scott, it's almost showtime at the Apollo Roundabout. City officials will hold a town hall meeting next month about the Apollo Road project. Scheduled for June 8th, 6 o'clock, Scott Events Center, the venue. In St. Martinville, residents are under a boil water advisory this morning. That's because the city shut off water last night for repairs. Staying in St. Martin Parish, public school students have the day off tomorrow. That's because there's a shortage of bus drivers in the parish. Employees will still have to report to work. Last day for students is next Wednesday. In Franklin, the Willow Street Bridge is closed until further notice. The bridge over the Bayou Test suffered a mechanical failure, forcing officials to close it. In sports, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns baseball team opens its final regular season series tonight against Little Rock. First pitch at Teague Moore Field, scheduled for 6 o'clock. Game 2 tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Game 3 of the series Saturday at 4. Nobody won any of the lottery jackpots last night. Powerball up to $117 million. Lotto at 1625000 Easy five at $110,000. And finally, Bernie, let's go to the mailbag right okay. quick. Um, let me go back. Hold on. We had somebody else who suggested. Oh, Butterbean suggested Ah. songs uh, pertaining to tools. How about something by MC Hammer? Oh, ah, okay. We'll try to fit that in. Yes, uh, that is uh, too legit legit to quit uh and uh, here's a, another and finally a couple uh interesting stories frontier airlines giving new meaning to the mile high club no uh oh. not the not the act of making a baby happen oh. but the act of a baby popping out happened on a frontier airlines flight oh, oh. uh we mm-hmm. go to florida for this story uh frontier airlines said uh One of their planes was on the way to Orlando when a passenger went into labor. Oh. Captain Chris Nye made the arrangements for the plane to be diverted to Pensacola. A flight attendant helped a woman give birth in the plane's back lavatory. Oh, my. Flight attendant, by the way, Diana Geraldo, she deserves uh, some uh, credit for this. Captain Nye praised flight attendant Geraldo for being exemplary and calm during the stressful situation. Happy to report baby and mama are doing well. And apparently members of the cockpit crew took pictures With the child who apparently had a full head of hair before they put the cap on. Um, And speaking of great catches, of course, a great catch when uh, when a baby pops out. But how about this one at an Arkansas baseball game? Now, when you're in the stands catching uh, uh, catching a foul ball or a home run ball, that's pretty normal, right?
1: Okay, yeah, I mean, that happens, right? But catching oh, a God.
9: raccoon? What? Kinky! <laughs> we go to the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. Grant Harmon was attending the Razorbacks game against Vanderbilt when a raccoon caused chaos in the stands between the 7th and the 8th innings. Ooh. Someone grabbed a camera to catch the raccoon running across uh, the stands, and the camera caught Harmon grabbing the raccoon by the scruff of the neck and tearing it out of the stadium. Now, the raccoon did bite Mr. Harmon, so he had to go to the Ooh. hospital to get a rabies shot but all in all he's good raccoon's good and maybe the most amazing catch at a baseball game ever uh yeah to say the least poor raccoon just wanted to watch <laughs> a game
17: he did your news update brought to you by home furniture plus bedding over forty thousand furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery home furniture plus bedding welcome home
18: Hot weather continues as we round out the work week. Plenty of sunshine out there for you today. It will be breezy this afternoon, though. Temperatures topping out near 90. Those winds out of the south at 15 to 20 miles per hour with some higher gusts. Overnight tonight, fair, warm, and muggy as lows will drop back into the lower 70s. Friday, lots of sunshine, breezy, and warm with a daytime high near 90 degrees. Friday night, partly cloudy skies, lows in the lower 70s. Over the weekend, a front will approach the area. That'll bring a little better chance for some showers and thunderstorms on Saturday and showers and thunderstorms a little more likely on Sunday. Saturday's high getting up to 91 with a heat index near 100. Sunday's high topping out near 86 degrees. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Dave Baker on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.
1: Our weather update brought to you by QC Kinetics. Okay, this is completely something new to our area. If you have terrible joint pain, your knees hurt, your ankles, your hips, all of the above, QC Kinetics is probably just exactly what you need. Why? It is the latest in precision medicine. This is about repairing the damaged tissue in your body to help relieve the pain. No drugs, no steroids, no downtime, no surgery. So if you've been hearing all of those things, you're tired of your arthritis. Maybe it's just something where you've said, no, I can just live with it. Well, guess what? Other people don't. Emmett Smith, for example, he's always raved about QC Kinetics. Well, now we've got QC Kinetics in our area. This is how your body learns to help itself. It's a natural treatment. Here's the number to call for QC Kinetics. They will give you A free consultation, 337-243-4222, 337-243-4222, that's 337-243-4222. This is about the body, what's in your body being used to help repair and restore damaged tissue. It's no drugs, no steroids, no surgery. QC Kinetics, call them today.
0: News Talk 96.5. K-Pel. right now traffic.
1: And we do have a couple of traffic hotspots. They're from a little bit ago. Let's see, Highway 90 at Southwood. That's Highway 90 at Southwood. Also, a report of a little fender bender on East Kali Saloon Road, right in the area of Hugh Wallace. That's East Kali Saloon Road, right in the area of Hugh Wallace. So make sure you're buckling up and keeping it safe, our Salute to America brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing, Louisiana.
14: Oh, say can
19: you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we
0: hailed at the twilight last gleaming Whose
19: broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight O'er the
0: is stream.
1: Now on 722 on Acadiana's Morning News, Bernie and Ian here with you. Thursdays mean it's time for Lafayette Live. Lafayette Mayor President Josh Gillery joining us in studio. Good morning. Morning, Bernie. Always love Thursday mornings. All right. So the this is the time when people can call in, ask questions, uh, have their questions answered. I mean, sometimes it happens before the show even ends, which that's pretty helpful And exciting. And when somebody asks a question, typically other people are thinking about it too. Okay. So we have uh, some thoughts from someone already who sent something in. This person said, I requested tree limbs to be removed from the speed limit sign on the right when heading north on Vero just past Camellia. It was quickly taken care of. Thank you. Um, I want to put my thoughts in regarding panhandlers. They have been reduced greatly. I was really made aware of that when I was in a different part of Louisiana for a day this week and saw panhandlers on every corner. So glad that's not us anymore. Thanks again for this as well. Um, there is one question this person has. This person says a question that has never been answered is the reason for the firing of former uh, chief Glover, even though the firing of former chief Griffin was mostly answered. I'm not as concerned about the reason of the firing as I am for the lack of transparency.
22: Hey, that's a fair question. Uh, Do you have his name? Um, Yeah, it's actually Kim. Kim or her her name? Okay. Him or her. I've seen it both ways. So Kim, however you identify, (laughs) I appreciate you and thank you so much for the kind words. That was that. Look, we we take, we take a lot of criticism sometimes. Sometimes we get a lot of Uh, hard questions and we appreciate the time that that you take to give us a compliment. So thank you so much. And thank you for participating. Very fair question at the end. You know, I thought about that too. I was answering a question on this exact issue on another show or I think earlier this week or last week. Mm -hmm. And and I kind of had, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, you know, I got to make sure I'm consistent, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, I could see where there, it may appear where it's inconsistent, but at the end of the day, we didn't give any details on one particular uh, uh, former personnel over the other. I mean, it, now there's probably a lot more allegations out there in one of the instances versus the other, uh, but I can't control that. You know, and I can't control the chatter, and I also can't control the fact that one is from Lafayette, Louisiana, and one's not from Lafayette, Louisiana. So when you're from the community that you're still in where the allegations, you know, occurred, well, it, it's reasonable to to foresee that there will be more chatter on one than the other. But I believe from a personnel standpoint, we've been pretty consistent. You know, if it's personnel matter, whether it's a current employee or a former employee. You know we, you know we try to treat that process with respect, and try to treat that individual with respect, even even we uh, disagree with some of the performances.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean the the part about Griffin, you know the papers sued to go ahead and get the information, and there were still some things that were redacted, and I th- I guess that's just part of the process.
22: Oh yeah, no absolutely, and hey we're 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 blessed to have a great uh, human resource director, uh, Rick Zeno. Uh civil service, so you know I don't appoint that person. It's uh it, they're they're uh they have autonomy to a degree. Uh, and they do fall in the executive branch, CAO is a frontline supervisor, but there's protections built in place to protect the process, to make sure that there's there's not the good old boy system, but it's also not anything uh someone's being taken advantage of either, you know. Mm-hmm. So um I, I'm I'm satisfied with the process. I'm satisfied with how uh, how both were handled. And, and and look, I also support the Constitution and I support the, our laws and people have the right to appeal. People have the right to go up the up the chain of command. Sometimes it's through administrative acts. Sometimes it's through the judiciary. Sometimes it's both. But it's uh, it is a process, but it's it's been around for a while and it, it's in, it seems to work.
1: OK. All right. To the phone lines, we go to Ethan, who is on the line. Ethan, go ahead, please.
21: Hey, there. How y'all doing?
1: Hey,
22: Ethan.
21: Hey. Uh, I just wanted to uh, to talk to you to give you uh, my experience lately with uh, Lafayette Parish Waterworks and LUS. Um, I spoke to somebody, and just so you know, I have water coming out of my front yard, and it's been coming out of my front yard since April. So, I called at the end of April, Lafayette Waterworks District South, because okay. I live by Costco, and I figured I'm by Southside High School. They, they told me that I was calling the wrong place. So instead of telling me the right place to, to call, they just said, yeah, I we, we, we can't help you. So I said, okay, well, I guess I'll call Waterworks District North. Call Waterworks District North. Same thing. Except this time, they, they did take my name and they did take my information, but um, nothing ended up happening. And then I found out I needed to call LUS. So then I called LUS on May 3rd, and... Uh, same thing. Give my information. They say they'll get it back to me. I didn't hear from them in over a week. So then I called him back just to check in. And then, um, I believe it was Mr. Gerald. He said, yeah, we got you, uh, we got your form and we got your information and we'll be out there sometime this week, midweek. So I know it's Thursday. I know they still have time to come out and, uh, I, and I'm cool. You know, I asked them if, uh, the leak was on my side or on the city side and he said, well, it's on the city side. So I said, okay, well, at least I'm not losing water and losing money. But I just figured, you know, you would want to know, since it's the city's water, that this water's just been running for over three weeks now out of my front yard. So I just figured you'd want to be aware of that situation and maybe, you know, have a meeting with IP at waterworks and how they deal with customers. If, um, if somebody's calling and they're in the wrong district or that they're talking to the wrong person don't just tell them that they're talking to the wrong person maybe help them out and tell them who they need to call and expedite that process along because i mean if it was me and my water i wouldn't want it to just be running for three weeks you know that's a that's a lot of waste so i just wanted to tell my story and uh you know maybe give you some insight into the operations of the inner works of the city
22: well, Ethan, thank you so much. look that's that's a lot of information in in one call, so I really appreciate that. so let's let's touch on a few 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 points. Um, first, it goes to customer service you're You're absolutely right. So I'm making my little notes here. We have the LUS director reach out to the um, South District and the North District, go ahead and throw in testing anybody else that we deal with, uh, maybe even the municipalities as well, since we have some wholesale agreements. and just in case so we're all on the same page because you're right, you shouldn't just get a number, name a number and, and not follow up. On on our end on our end, uh what I can do is uh, give a Jeff and make sure that we um you know call you back. I know we have the number Ethan uh, right here in KPL. Um, to make sure we get a little bit more of the storage to make sure that we can we can not only fix this issue for you, but also fix this issue for other LUS ratepayers because, you know, making a call and having to wait a week or two is not it's, – it's unacceptable. I also have you – didn't, you didn't mention this, but while you were saying it, I have, uh, you know, one other thought. You know, we got to make sure that we, you know, don't bill you for water that you're not using either. So that – you know, I had that happen to me, and I'm always kind of sensitive to it, so – uh it was wasn't anytime soon now. so no no complaints. We're still we're still ratepayers. <laughs> Jamie and I haven't left the team. So but um but Ethan, I appreciate you and we do have your your number here.
1: Okay, perfect. Coming up now at 730 on Acadiana's morning news. Lafayette Live continues. Questions, comments, thoughts, 232-1542. 232-1542. Okay, how can you send the text? Easy enough to do. Download the KPL app, it's free. In apps, Lafayette Live is brought to you by Southside Roofing at 337 Roofing, serving the Acadiana area for 20 years. Call Southside Roofing today at 337 Roofing for all of your roofing needs. It's coming up now on 733 on Acadiana's Morning News. Thursdays from 7 to 8 features Lafayette Live with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Gillery. He joins us in studio this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So there has been a lot of discussion, especially on our show, about the St. Martin Parish issue with the spoil banks. Okay. So initially Lafayette filed suit. About in concerns to these spoil banks, yes. a lot of papers issued back and forth. Um, two weeks or so ago, well, no, it was it was two weeks ago. Um, your chief counsel here, or our chief counsel, I guess I should say, yep. with Lafayette Consolidated Government, Greg Logan, uh, was here. He also joins us again this morning. Good morning.
23: Good morning, Bern.
1: Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Okay, so we asked about whether or not there was an administrative order. Um, in reference to anything with this from the Corps of Engineers. That had not happened because there is still a process, right? Correct. So the Corps does their part. You guys had filed the lawsuit. There were paper, pieces of paperwork going back and forth explaining things. So on April the 4th, there was something that was sent uh, to LCG, and it talked about whether or not there had been confirmed violations of the Clean Water Act and Rivers and Harbors Act. So if, so uh, one, is this a determination that there are confirmed violations of the Clean Water Act?
23: No, this was an initial notice and we've had a chance to respond. We responded on uh, May 13th. Mm, Okay. And we have not heard back from our response. In In between the date of that notice, and May 13th, there was an on-site inspection with the chief of the enforcement division. And uh, I thought that went well. I was present. I thought it went well. And uh, things are moving forward in both the administrative process and in the, in the judicial system.
1: So as far as this particular process and the visit that was on site, um, was it a major area that was being looked at? How does something like that Work when you go out to a site like that? Well,
23: it was my first time, and mm-hmm. uh, it was an actual on the ground inspection. And we were on the Chapuis uh, side of the river, not the St. Martin Parish, so the Lafayette Parish side, looking across at the points where we crossed the river. Um, and then on the Lafayette Parish side, we we're looking at where the spoil that uh, we brought over was deposited. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, you could see that we had had the area delineated, staked out by uh, an independent contractor as to what was wetlands.
1: And what was not, what right? What was
23: not. Uh, summer, all of the spoil ended up in an area that was wetlands. Can't explain that. We didn't intend to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are moving that out of the wetlands. In fact, putting it on top of the levee on the Lafayette Parish side as part of the engineering. Okay, And then any excess will be taken off site and any vegetation that was damaged or destroyed will be replanted. And Mm -hmm. that's all uh, being submitted uh, to the Corps once the experts come up with what vegetation they want.
22: And what vegetation that that would be required. Josh? Just want to clarify, because when we say we're... Taking the dirt and building a levee. These are very loose terms we're using. We are not engineers. And I do want to highlight uh, my deepest appreciation that the levels on each bank are different. So I don't want to cause any rumors or start any rumors that we took levees on one side in one parish and right. moved them to another side to protect it's us. That first clarifying. of all, they were never levees. They were spoil banks. They were improperly put there by the federal government 60 years ago. It blocked the natural flow from the water from the river to go into the swamp and the swamp to go into the river. God intended it to do that. And even the Corps of Engineers in the 90s understood the, that they made a mistake. Got to give them kudos for that. And got to give them kudos for, under, for making it public that they thought the spoil banks should be removed to help mitigate flooding. Uh, thir- fast forward 30 years later. Uh, and, and also, these spoil banks had breaks in it. It wasn't ever a levee. It was, le- it was still letting water into the swamp and still letting the water from the swamp to the river. Just it, it impeded the flow and removing that uh, just like the Corps recommended in the 90s. Uh, 30 years later, we did it, but we did it in a way that was outside the jurisdiction of the Corps of Engineers and made sure that we do it where, did it where we don't hurt anybody and help both both parishes. So I'm very happy with the engineering and all the many, many assistant city parish attorneys that the uh, legal department assigned that to. So just wanted to clarify that didn't want to start any rumors. No, no, that is why we do this show.
9: The initial lawsuit was filed in the 15th Judicial District Court on March the 23rd. Uh, Paragraph 22 reads, the revised proposal, referring to the Spall banks proposal, did not require a permit from the Corps. It did not disturb any nearby wetlands and did not fall within the jurisdiction of the Corps. Two weeks later, you get the cease of desist from the Army Corps of Engineer. In the response that was sent a month later from Brad Gorisco, one of the lawyers working the case for LCG, It reads, and I quote, on May 6, 2022, LCG met with the investigative team from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. The investigative team informed LCG that a portion of the spoil was placed on a wetland outside of the area designated by LCG and that this limited area of the wetland needed to be restored. The investigative team also mentioned limited limited restorative vegetation work along the bank. The the investigative team advised LCG that it did not need a permit to remove the spoil from the wetland. So I'm kind of confused here. We have a lawsuit, cease and desist, then the Army Corps after says you don't need a permit, but this is stated during a May 6th meeting. So my question is, when specifically did the Army Corps of Engineer tell you prior to the filing of the lawsuit in late March that there was no permit needed? Are there any records of that, whether it be audio or written? Because it seems like here, based on how I'm reading it, May 6th was the first time that LCG was told no permit was needed.
23: If I understand the question, I'm not sure that we have anything from the Corps. That was engineered uh, before the project was done by experts. To They changed the design of the project to avoid the wetlands and to only affect highlands that are outside of the Corps' jurisdiction. So that was prior to any construction being done. There were evaluations, and that was uh, prepared. So I don't know if I'm answering your
22: question. I'll answer it, too, though. And, and look, this is this is a deeply rooted uh, bureaucratic trap, if you think about it. Not this specific in, 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 uh, instance, but in, um, in the totality of these types of instances. We as local governments across our country, definitely in this region, we as state governments have just abrogated our authority to the federal government in so many instances. You ever wonder why it takes so long for the Corps of Engineers to, to issue a permit in certain regions, specifically this region? It's because we owe... We overwhelm them with permit requests, and many times you don't even need a permit. But to the to defend the core, they have to vet every single one. You know, I mean, if if, God forbid, if they didn't, that'd be bad too. What if one slips through and you really did need a a core and you hurt folks? So they got to take every every permit uh, uh, seriously. But we as local governments, it's in our backyard. Take take charge, take the lead. You know, do the do the homework, take the time to get with your legal counsel and ask the right questions and. Don't just give authority to the federal government. They're not equipped to do these projects as quickly, as efficiently, or as accurately as we can in the local level. And that's not just in Lafayette. It's across the, across the country.
9: Mm-hmm. So, but, Oh, go ahead. But the, the other question with that is the lawsuit was filed March 23rd. Cease and desist comes in, then May 6th, the meeting says at least a part of the work doesn't need a permit. I know there's a lot of bureaucracy, but why take a guess and risk putting the city parish government at legal risk Instead of getting it, getting everything vetted. That's my big question.
22: We, we did. So that's, that's what, that's what Greg's trying to say. We have, we took the time to redesign the the project to make sure, to make sure people that are trained in this specific area. You know, I'm I'm an attorney, but I can tell you, I don't know that particular discipline of the law. I would not take that case on as an attorney. I wouldn't take professional responsibility because I don't have that background. But people that are in the know that just do this work or, or very limited scope in their practice in this very specialized area. Yeah, I trust those way more than I do the bureaucrats.
1: So with this particular point, do you and the area that we're talking about this limited areas, I think how they referred to it in the paperwork. So what happens now to fix the parts that have to be fixed? How does does oh. that happen now? So, so does that happen in two months? I mean, look, what's the timeline and do we have a price tag on that?
22: So I, and Greg and. You- Feel free to, to stop me here, but it nothing's necessarily broken. It was when the the dirt was moved mm-hmm. on onto another project or another another location. It was accidentally put in some areas where it appears to be wetland. Okay, that's a mistake. Like Eric said, can't can't control that. Sometimes contractors do that just like mm-hmm. they, sometimes they run over mailboxes. You right. know? So we just gotta fix that part. That's actually easy on the timeline. Work with the Corps of engineer um, it, it's if this was if that particular component of the project because it's a whole separate project it's on the western side of the uh, river chappu property so if if it was imminent where you know people's lives or property were involved, and we'd have a lot more urgency on that we're We're okay with dancing to a different pace when it comes to this particular side of the of the river because it's not hurting anybody right now, and we feel like it's going to get done. the Corps's been easy to work with. Um, our, our assistant city parish attorneys have been very, very diligent in their efforts and their responses. So I feel like it easy fix, move the dirt, plant some trees. If that seriously, if that's Mm -hmm. what they want us to do to mitigate the, uh, vegetation is they
1: decide Yep, and then get on with it.
9: Considering there is a lawsuit in place right now against the army Corps of engineers by LCG. What's the line of communication like? Is it all through lawyers or is there any direct contact between army Corps officials and the mayor's office?
23: Well, not with the mayor's office, but with our department a public works, there is communication and there's also communication with the, uh, assistant U S attorney handling the matter for the Corps. So the legal team is working with the legal team of the government and, uh, the, uh, employees or the Corps of engineers work is working with our department of public works.
22: And remember we initiated the lawsuit. I just want to remind everybody that we did that for, for a reason, you know, we, we feel confident in the, in our, our, um, again, legal experts to, to analyze this. We have confidence in the engineering. We have confidence in the diligence that was put into this. And we didn't want all these rumors. No one, win, no one wins in our region, parish-wide, other parishes, the state. No one wins when we just are going off of rumors and we're not using facts and we're not relying on, on data. We're relying on emotion, which is extremely fair to feel that way. So I feel like it was, my, it was our duty to go ahead and lay it out there, proactively go to a neutral and detached entity, which is the court, we trust the process, even though we all make mistakes. That's why there's appellate processes and other, other review processes, judicial review. But felt, hey, look, just want to put it in context. This is not just a, a suit that we're getting sued on. We brought the suit, and we didn't bring it for money or anything like that. It was just, here it is. We're laying out the facts. We're, the only a, the request is we're asking for a declaratory judgment. Let's put this thing to rest. This was a great project. We shouldn't spend any negative energy on this. I mean, again, 60 years ago, the federal government came in. Dredged the Vermilion. These are facts. These are undisputed statements. Took the mud and put it on the wrong side of the river. And when they did that, they impeded the flow, natural flow, from the river to the swamp and from the swamp to the river. And it's important for the the water to get out of that swamp, too. And when you have these spoil banks, this just blobs of mud that that are across that are impeding the flow back, St. Martin's at risk. Lafayette's at risk. Look at the 2016 floods. There was a reason why the water rose on both sides of the spoil banks. He didn't have anywhere to go to equalize. And now we have detention ponds all over the place, and and we're going into you know a more of a, a communicative system where where one feeds off the other, and we're in a better place than we were. But this was incremental. But the corps understood sixty years or excuse me thirty years ago that they messed up thirty years prior. So then, thirty years from the nineties, we you know took we took what we're supposed to do. We took the data that they put. We put the posi- we took the position that the corps had in the nineties uh, to remove it, that it would mitigate flooding, and we just. Brought it to our engineers and our legal team to say, do it lawfully, ethically, do it where it doesn't hurt anybody, do it where it can help as many people as you can, both parishes, ten year, one-year one model, and the and the, uh, the totality of the projects we have going on, and I'm satisfied with it. But you know, again, if we don't want to be in these situations, then all we have to do is just not do anything. But that's not what I'm here for. We had those, we had that. I, I don't want that. I live here. My kids live here. It's my community. I'm going to do everything I can to protect life and property. That's what I was here to do. I'm not here to talk about it. I'm not here to make more bureaucracy. I'm here to get things done legally and ethically. So what's the next step in the lawsuit?
1: Gregory, any thoughts, Greg?
23: Uh, There will, uh, we'll be amending our petition soon or our complaint now that it's in federal court. And from there, we will go on with the preliminary motions and, uh, just one step at a time, and at some point, the administrative process and the judicial process will intervene and uh, are cross. And once they do, everything will be handled in the judicial process.
9: And the hearing date is still set for next month, correct?
23: Yeah, but I, yes, but I don't think that's going to go forward.
1: Like it may not be necessary, is that? Or, well, it, or am I just reading too um, much into that? Yeah,
23: just. The process of how it happens as pleadings are filed and amended, hearings sometimes get rescheduled.
22: Okay. All you, right. have, you ever wonder why some, some cases take years to resolve? Uh, and it's just when you're dealing with the federal government, when you're dealing with um, local governments, the, the state's not involved in this, but you have different levels of government. You have the administrative process, but then you have the judicial process. And both of them sometimes feed off each other. Some of them are, sometimes are independent of each other. Um, there's concurrent jurisdiction. There's exclusive jurisdiction at place. This is from a legal standpoint, not practicing this area, but just having a general general understanding of of, of civil procedure here. It, it it really is convoluted. I'm not gonna say complicated because it's not complicated. It's just entangled as much as you can imagine being involved in litigation with at the federal level. Mm-hmm. So it could be frustrating. And and sometimes these discussions are compartmentalized. I Meaning you can have just like in a complaint or a petition. Paragraph one could be talking about a, a, a one issue. Paragraph two could be talking about a completely unrelated issue, but it involves the same parties, and each of those paragraphs would be analyzed independently. So that can add to some confusion if you're just talking about it uh, on a radio show or just in, in passing. So I'm, I applaud you for bringing it up because it is con- it's, it, it's going to take a while, and if we don't talk about it, then – we're left with assuming. So well, and that's I appreciate the thing. It.
1: And everybody does wonder and people ask questions yep. and they ask about this or what was the response to this and why is it this way? Lafayette says this. St. Martin Parish says this. The in-between. So it does always beg the question, where are we? Where does it stand? What
22: happens? But respectfully, there's no in-between here. And, mm. and I'm not I'm not just saying that. It, we have science. We have objective data that people went to school for for a long time that, that get licenses in this area That's that that's, I have... A very little knowledge of because I'm not an expert in that. And you know, that's not my that's not my piece of the puzzle in this in this in this uh, in this mission. Um, but if you look at history, I mean, the Corps was pretty open about it um, on what their thoughts were about the small banks. And just, you know, in their defense, they're the federal government. They kind of move slow we're, we were glad to uh, fulfill their intent.
9: Will we see at any point any of those scientific studies, the, the science that you mentioned, entered as evidence or as, as exhibits with some of the filings? I know the amended complaints coming up, as you said a second ago, but will we at some point see some of those research, uh, research projects or those papers added into the record?
22: Yeah, it, it might have already been in the, in the state side. I huh? don't know. Was it not introduced? Okay. Well, I'll say this I'll defer to legal. I have no problem with it. I mean, we have nothing to hide. Um, but there was a two-and-a-half, three-hour presentation at the council meeting that I feel like if anybody just wants general understanding of knowledge of drainage, this particular project was briefed and specifically how it, how it affects uh, or how it impacts mitig- flood mitigation with the other projects we're doing. So I thought that was pretty, pretty important to highlight.
9: And I do want to point out that was not the previous meeting but the meeting before. I don't remember the exact name of the website, but if you search Lafayette Consolidated Government IBM in Google – You will find the repository of all of the council meetings as they're streamed from AOC into the council's database. You can find all the videos there. That full three hours is there. It's broken up between the two videos because it runs so long, but you can find it there. It starts after the parish council meeting and runs until the start of the city council meeting.
1: It's coming up now in 751. We continue on. We got a lot in the app chat on the way. News Talk 96.5 KPEL broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com.
6: Want to impress your coworkers? Set them up in
8: Baton Rouge. The West Side's newly renovated conference center is the perfect spot for your next business retreat. Plan now at WestBatonRouge.net. That's WestBatonRouge.net.
1: Want a financial consultant who sees things through your eyes? Talk to Jeff Gunnels, your local Charles Schwab branch leader at 337-265-4210.
10: I'm Liz Klayman, and this is the Fox Business Report.
7: Another major retailer is reporting earnings this morning after yesterday's sell-off on Wall Street, the worst since 2020. Unlike Target and Walmart, BJ's Wholesale is reporting an upbeat quarter. Sales were up nearly 14.5%, excluding gas, still up more than 4%. BJ's is standing by its forecast for the year, saying warehouse shopping is more relevant now. BJ's wholesale shares are higher. Spirit Airlines says its board of directors has officially declined the unsolicited offer from JetBlue. It's sticking with a merger proposal from Frontier. Bath & Body Works is lowering its forecast for the year, partly because of the expected increase in inflation. It's also stepping up spending on technology and its customer loyalty program. That's your Fox Business report. I'm Jenny Coselda, invested in you.
6: After 9/11, Ben Harrow couldn't wait to enlist in the army. But in Afghanistan, Ben stepped on an IED while leading an anti-terrorism mission. Ben survived but lost both of his legs above the knee, two fingers, and sustained injuries to his right forearm. Ben now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Ben. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org.
1: Lafayette Live is brought to you by Southside Roofing at 3 337 Roofing, serving the Acadiana area for 20 years. Call Southside Roofing today at 337 Roofing for all of your roofing needs. It is coming up now on 755 on Acadiana's Morning News. Okay, we go to the app chat. Um, Matt wanted to say, good morning. Thank you for being in attendance to honor Alex Bork. uh, Second subject. Um, If the city, or as the city, could we impose some truck restrictions on the Evangeline Thruway, like the basin that requires semi-trucks, to utilize the right lane to prevent further destruction to the last decent lane that is on the Evangeline throughway.
22: Oh, you're being way too kind to that lane. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> way too kind. Hey, first and foremost, thank you for for messaging in. And uh, you know, you should just let in with the show and maybe so we'll we'll conclude with the show with uh, honor honoring Alex Bork and, and his family and his you know his service and um and just a just a wonderful, wonderful human, wonderful Christian, wonderful firefighter family man served Lafayette Fire Department, but also the Bruceword Fire Department where he volunteered and just um, very, very humble to, to have been in the, the mere presence of, of warriors like that. So just thank you um, thank you for taking time to honor him as well. So thank you for that. Uh, on Evavan uh it's possible it would take state action and the legislature would have to have an appetite to, to address that on it's a state highway. Um but but just to remind everybody we're working very hard with the state. They've been really, really um been really good to work with. Uh Secretary Sean Wilson who's from Lafayette, very familiar with the the Connector project and Thruway, and uh, the federal guys have been easy to work with on this as well um so a lot of big big concerted effort on all three levels of government to connect i forty nine uh we're We're making strong headway. I know that all the stars are aligned. Our, our local councils are aligned. I'm in line, our administration's in line the governor uh supports it uh, the the secretary is is probably the most uh, educated person I know on this uh, project. He's taught me a lot. Um, And and the federal DOTD guys. So that's the answer, though, guys. It's it's, you know, connect I-49. It's it's a 5.5 mile stretch. It's going to connect our cities, going to connect our parish, our region. It's a national security issue. It's a traffic convenience uh, issue. It's not one of these interstates that go and divide a community where you see oftentimes across the country. Instead, it's a it's a project that actually unites our community, lets it breathe as one person. One person mentioned that uh, as opposed to setting as a barrier. And in that 5.5-mile stretch, there's a lot of exits, which is very important so that we don't lose commerce, that we don't uh, destroy neighborhoods and integrity and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we don't lose the two local roads. So the, the north and southbound uh, lanes will actually be converted to very beautiful projects. One uh, is looking like it will be a, a Grand Boulevard, which is going to be very nice for the area and help help the traffic, but it's going to beautify as well. So that's good. It's our, our main order, our main gateway. And then the other uh, road will, will be not necessarily Grand Boulevard, but, but um, it'll, it'll look significantly better and it'll feel significantly better. better. That's right.
9: Okay. Speaking of boulevards, I was in Mobile last week for the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. And you go to Mobile, everything is a six-lane boulevard, or at least it feels like it. The traffic lights hold for longer than 10 seconds on every road, which was something I noticed this morning driving up Ambassador Caffrey. Yeah. If you're coming up, Ambassador, uh, to get to Eras Landry, when you stop at Johnson, the light on Ambassador is only 10 seconds. Johnson gets about 45. I timed it out. A, can we do something about the timing on the traffic lights? B, is there something that we can do? And I know it's not going to be overnight, but at the very least, start the talks and start the planning for beautifying Johnson Street, Ambassador Caffrey, and making them more uh, traffic friendly, but also beautifying them, whether it's burying the traffic lines, boulevarding them, all of the above. When can that conversation begin? Will it ever begin?
22: Oh, the conversation already began. Matter of fact, I, I'm, I'm I've been feeling a need in the man Ozan, okay, to bring back our boy Warren Abboty. You know, it's a, it's it's been what three months? You know, something it's, like that. It's, it's been a little long too long for our traffic guy. Okay, it's, overdue. He's, it's, it's overdue. overdue, Warren. So I think you have an appointment next Thursday morning. <laughs> <laughs> that we just made for you. I'm, I'm actually getting briefed by Warren and and, and, and his crew today on traffic. We you know we do that periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very proactive. All of the ideas that you just said, you asked me. Has, has the conversation started? Yes. And from bearing, uh, uh utility lines, which is. A beast, as you can imagine, a, a very developed city that was, uh, you know, has a lot of things entangled that we know of underneath the ground. And by the way, there's things that we don't know because it might not have been recorded. So you've got to take your time to do it safely, not trying to scare anybody, but it's it's a truth. But there's there's methods to alleviate that. Uh, and then looking at traffic calming mechanisms, uh, but also streetscaping, beautifying. Uh, we have a theory, and we have a, um, an SOP, actually. If we're breaking something, we want to build it better. So if, you, if you're going in there, uh, take, for example, Lee Avenue in downtown. We're about to start a major sewage project for, that LUS is working on. Well, you're already going to be tearing up the road. So in, in the past where we'd have all these little silos like, oh, this is my department, and I'm only going to stay in this department, and I only have this thing in my department, now we're looking at more in Globo. We're looking at more as a team. Uh, and what I mean by that is there's going to be a drainage component to that. And then when we we're already breaking down the street, when we build it back, let's set it up for a streetscaping initiative. Let's let's be, even if we don't do the streetscaping, at least put the bones in, put the structure in where you can go later and plant the trees and do the sidewalks, do the bike paths. Don't just. Build it back where it, where it looks the same. I mean, you just tore up the whole road. Let's, let's make it better. And that's a small strip of Lee, So there, there'll be more, more uh, released as, as the, the, the plan final.
9: I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. I was down there yesterday and it already looks like some of the drainage work. Yeah. I don't know if that's the drainage project on Jefferson or it's another road project. But something's going on down there at the intersection of Lee and Jefferson. Drainage. So that is a drainage project. But you mentioned the streetscape part. That was supposed to have happened 25 years ago, but issues with the contractors and various other issues with the city and parish government at the time held it up. So you're saying with some of this work, we could see that project happen some 25, 30 years after it was supposed to be finished.
22: That's kind of the theme. You know, this morning where we did the small banks 25, 30 years after the court said it's a good idea. And then, you know, streetscaping's coming. Now, there, there, there's a lot of best practice. And there were some good things that happened with, with Jefferson. You know, Jefferson. <laughs> only, only if Logan buys property. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> 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 but but uh no look hey it's it's a good um it's it's a good opportunity for us to beautify our streets but also it's not just about what's above the ground it's underneath the ground can we right. maximize our sewage capacity Wh- whatever footprint downtown outside downtown wherever we're at just that's the kind of the the changes in, in in not only the pace of government but the the or what allows for a new pace of government is the communication and the teamwork it's it, you can't operate in silos. And, it, and that's in and outside of LCG. That's why we bring in our other stakeholders like L, L, LCVC, LIDA, uh, DDA, all of them, it, it, the community involved, volunteers. I mean, look, look, by the way, Lafayette, won cleanest city in the state. That wasn't, look, Yay. that was, yeah, I'm pumped. That wasn't because government said we're going to have a clean city. No, it's, it's because our volunteers. people. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not just the agencies that, that I rattled off, uh, as, as Congress is going to say, the alphabet agencies. We don't have as many locally. Um, but it's the good people that take the time to volunteer. That's that's why we're making progress at a new pace. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, we've got a couple of them real quick that we're waiting. One is a question about uh, the area of E. Broussard where it meets Johnston Street. This person would like to know why a right turn is not allowed on red. I've sat there many times waiting on vehicles. So is there something that you can do in terms of asking how that might uh, might actually happen?
22: Yeah, and and I didn't catch the first part. But it was Ebruceard? Okay, yeah,
1: Ebruceard yep. e. at Johnston. That,
22: that whole project. Look, hey, I appreciate everybody's patience. I, I'm I do feel your pain. I drive that road uh, and, and and I, I go on it quite frequently. Um, so the best we can do in locally is just com- continue to communicate with the state DOTD, and we've had some success with that. I don't I don't want I don't want the constituents that are listening to this to to feel that your your complaints or your thoughts are, are, are not being heard because they are. Take for example the lighting situation. For the longest time, and when we got in office, the the lights were not going to be repaired. I mean, the states were, were the state came in, they 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 tore it up because they had to do the project, mm-hmm. uh, and and the the design did not include lighting to come back. Can you imagine that area of, of Johnson Highway One State Highway One Sixty Seven right there? Can y'all imagine that? It's, it's dangerous. Yeah,
1: that sounds awful.
22: It, it's it very much so. Just but that feedback now. Long story short, the lights are going to be back in the project. So little little kind of. Uh, win there. That's a big win, actually. But other things like signage. Uh, we had a, we had a gentleman call on the show, um, six seven months ago, and and said, hey, what about some? Warren was on the show, and said, hey, what about putting up some signs? Uh, say you know this this and and that or whatnot. Okay, mm-hmm. and Warm took it into consideration. Communicated with the estate. I don't know if all of the signs were put up, but I, I do know that there was some movement. And so, my point is. We appreciate the feedback. It's not uh, swept under the rug. This is a this is local government. This is where the rubber meets the road. And if and if our leaders, me include, if we can't take the time to listen and, and just at least vet ideas, then what are we here for? We don't have. I know I don't have all the answers. You know I'm I'm ready to lead, and let's go. And I'm and I am leading this, but I'm leading this with, with the community be, with me, okay? And not not you know me versus them. That that we wouldn't get anywhere if we do that. So
1: all right. And Twiggy, thank you for helping Lafayette to work toward higher standards of regulating obscenity in our parish library system. As I recall, the U.S. Supreme Court does allow communities to define obscenity, and my hopes are that our local government can help define those parameters.
22: Well, thank you, Twiggy. And, and Twiggy, not not the first time reached out to the show, so we appreciate that. Hey, look, uh, I think you're referencing the library, and so there's the library board, and... We defer to the process and library board, and the library system doesn't fall within the uh, the administration's jurisdiction. And although we do uh, we do have some some uh, role, we we appoint. So I appoint one person, and uh, and, and and I'm I'm directed per our uh, charter to uh, to uh, appoint someone from LCG. So uh, that seems to seems to uh, go certain places at certain times. But I will tell you this: I will relay your concerns and uh, to the council and to to anybody I deal with at the uh, library board. But just uh, keep up the communication. Whether whether you're, you agree with Twiggy or you don't agree with Twiggy, the honest and objective and polite dialogue goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Go in there yelling, then you ain't going to get nowhere. Mm-hmm. But you go in there, give your thoughts, and you, you might sway a few. So just uh, reasonable yeah. expectations.
1: It is coming up now on 8.05. We've got to wrap it up because we were way behind time. Oh
9: wait! Before we go, we have one last question. Bobby checks in, wants to know, you're running again? Yes.
22: Okay. Yes, soundly. <laughs> I've been, look, I don't take anything for granted, but look, we've been having so much fun and, and so much, um, we've seen a lot of fruit to our labor. A lot of our projects, it, it, I'm more excited now than I was, even when I, when we, when we were sworn in and I'm not, uh, you know, considering everything we went through together. And, and I say, we, in the studio, you were here every, every week. Okay. Um, we have a lot more work to do. I mean, look, we've had record progress with drainage record, record pace, record project, uh, record, record progress, Out overlays, road projects, cleaning up our city. We're just getting started. I mean, this we are just getting started. And I'm so excited about our future. I'm, I'm telling you, there is no better place to be than Lafayette, Louisiana. It's because of our people. I never forget that. And I'm very humbled to be in this, this position. So, yes, we're running. There All you right. go.
1: Lafayette Mayor, President Josh Guillory, thank you for your time today. Mr. Logan, thank you for your time today, too. Absolutely. God bless you guys. Have a good weekend. You too. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.
0: Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape News app. Now the headlines from the Cape
9: News Center. Good morning, Acadiana. Another hot day in store today. Dave Baker says mostly sunny and nighty. A full look at his forecast coming up in just a little bit. For News Talk 96.5 Cape I'm Ian Ozan. We start in Scott, where state police are investigating a deadly pedestrian crash. It happened around 3 o'clock Wednesday morning on Cameron Street near Andres Road. 33-year-old Tracy Trosclair died at the scene. The crash remains under investigation. In Karen Crow, a domestic dispute leads to a deadly shooting. It happened around 8 o'clock last night on Sateen Royale Circle. The names of the deceased and the shooter have not been released. The case remains under investigation. The city of Youngsville is tightening its home building code. This after several residents filed a class action lawsuit against contractor D.R. Horton. Mayor Ken Ritter says the new ordinance will ensure new homes are built with more stable materials. In St. Landry Parish, a soldier who died during World War II will be laid to rest this weekend. Army Private Hillary Swallow died during the Battle of Guadalcanal in 1943. His remains recently were identified. Private Swallow's remains arrived in Louisiana on Tuesday. Funeral services will be held Saturday morning at Seville Funeral Home in Opelousas. Visitation starts at 8.30. The funeral begins at 11.00. Back in Lafayette, the city parish government loses a public records lawsuit to two newspapers, The Daily Advertiser and The Current, suit to get records related to former police chief Wayne Griffin's firing. The court ordered LCG to hand over those documents with protected information redacted. So, what exactly was in those documents? According to those documents, lying and harassment were some of the stated reasons Griffin was fired. However, the specifics of why Griffin was let go were redacted. In Scott, it's almost showtime at the Apollo Road roundabout. City officials will hold a town hall meeting next month about the project. It's scheduled for June 8th at 6 o'clock at the Scott Events Center. In St. Martinville, residents are under a boil advisory this morning. That's because the city shut off water last night for repairs. Staying in St. Martin Parish, public school students will have the day off tomorrow. That's because there's a shortage of bus drivers in the parish. Employees still have to report to work. The last day of school, by the way, is next Wednesday. Speaking of schools, Governor John Bell Edwards is dropping the COVID vaccine requirement for elementary and high school students. David Grubb has a story.
11: Citing a lack of full approval by the Food and Drug Administration, Governor Edwards says the Louisiana Department of Health has removed the COVID-19 vaccine as a requirement for elementary and secondary school students.
12: When school starts in August of 2022, the COVID vaccine will not be on the schedule.
11: Though the vaccine is no longer required, Governor Edwards and the LDH are still in agreement with the CDC and American Academy of Pediatrics recommendations.
12: All eligible children do receive the COVID-19 vaccine for themselves, their families, plus any boosters.
11: Since March of 2020, 21 children have been lost to COVID in the state. None of those were fully vaccinated. I'm David Grubb.
9: In Franklin, the Willow Street Bridge is closed until further notice. The bridge over the Bayou Tesh suffered a mechanical failure, forcing officials to close it. At the Capitol, a House bill limiting access to mugshots clears the Senate committee. Brooke Thornton
13: has the latest. Once these mugshots are released, it's literally a digital scarlet letter that follows you around for the rest of your life.
14: New Orleans Representative Royce DePlessis' bill was amended in the Senate to allow for the release of a photo if an individual is charged with a violent crime. The bill already allows booking photos to be public upon conviction or the person is considered a fugitive
13: when you weigh the benefit of mugshots being considered public records, I think it's outweighed by the potential harm it can cause to someone's reputation.
14: The bill now advances to the Senate. I'm Brooke Thorrington.
9: Meanwhile, a Senate bill that would set up a tiered risk assessment system to evaluate and house
15: juvenile offenders is headed to the full house. Kevin Gallagher has the details. Central Louisiana Senator Heather Cloud says violent behavior among youthful offenders is rising quickly.
5: Juvenile on juvenile violence, juvenile on guard violence, and escapes that have really hindered the community. Under
15: her bill, every youth arrested would be evaluated for the risk to themselves and to others.
5: Taking into consideration of their needs holistically, including medical, educational, and psychological.
15: The House Criminal Justice Committee approved the bill, sending it to the full House for debate and what could be... Five final passage. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In
9: sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns baseball team opens its final regular season series tonight against Little Rock. First pitch at Teague Moore Field is scheduled for six o'clock. The Cajuns need a big weekend and a strong showing in the Sunbelt tournament to reach the NCAA tournament. Head coach Matt Degg says he and the team have been here before. He says they'll adapt to the matchups.
16: Well, I think experience. You know, we've been in this situation many times and been a part of teams that have bailed themselves out uh, via the tournament. And so uh, there's a there's a track record there. But you've got we've got to go out and make plays and pitches and uh, get it done and big at bats. Uh, we have you know seven or eight guys that we've gone to a lot, and we're going to have to. Use them judiciously, if you will, uh, to get through something like this unless we just bang our way through it, which you can do. I mean, we've done. But going through the league, it's going to be a grinder.
9: Again, game one of that series against Little Rock tonight at 6 o'clock, game two tomorrow at 6, game three Saturday at 4 o'clock. Nobody won any of the big lottery jackpots last night. Powerball rises to $117 million for Saturday. Lotto at $1,625,000 for Saturday easy five at one hundred ten thousand dollars you're up to date ian ozan news talk 96.5 five KPL.
17: your news update brought to you by home furniture plus bedding over forty thousand furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery home furniture plus bedding welcome home Lots of sunshine staying hot, but a bit
18: breezy this afternoon. Temperatures around 90 degrees. Those winds south at 15 to 20 miles per hour. Fair and mild overnight tonight as lows will drop into the lower 70s. Friday, mostly sunny and breezy with a high temperature near 90. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Dave Baker on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.
9: This is Acadiana's Morning News, the Thursday edition of Acadiana's Morning News. I'm Ian Ozan, and if it's Thursday, that means it's time for St. Landry Parish Crime Stoppers. Joining us on the line right now, the man, the myth, the legend, Chief Deputy Eddie Thibodeau of the St. Landry Parish Sheriff's Office. Good morning, Eddie, and I hear congratulations are in order.
4: Good morning, yes. Uh, you got to love those 10 uh, U games, man. It's just raw talent. I know you're the sports guy, but to see these kids hustle, uh, it's just amazing. It's, you know, and Ian, uh, I just received a, a picture and a, a tag. One of the parents uh, took a picture of us. Uh, we pray before the game, we, and we get on the mound, and we pray after with both teams, you know. Uh, we're just showing love to, to God, and we love, uh, you know, the other teammates. You know, it's all, it's all fun and games, you know, and, uh, you know, we're, we're there to, to guide these young youth uh, in the right direction. So, uh, yeah, a good game. Yeah, That's right. You know, I, I, made, I made a statement this morning. I said, uh, this afternoon, I said, you only lose if you don't learn something. You know, if you take the loss, but you learn something, hey, you're all winners and stuff. So, yeah, great game. Great game.
9: Let's take a look at this week's Crime of the Week. In fact, it's multiple Crimes of the Week. You have several suspects you're looking for. Who's on the docket this week?
4: Well, we're looking for four wanted suspects, uh, um, Opelousas. Uh, we got one guy that lived on uh, St. Andrew Avenue. His name's Tristan Lane Hickenbotham, a 26 year old white male, uh, domestic felony, domestic abuse, battery, child endangerment uh, involving strangulation, interfering with emergency communications. Uh, You know, and and I hope we can, we're going to catch him because this guy's taunting us on Facebook saying, catch me if you can. Uh, But you know, it's, it's good. We're going to, we're going to get our guys out there. We get tips and stuff and, you know um, what he really needs to worry about is him uh, being an abusive uh, relationship in front of in front of his kids. So, uh, but you know we'll uh, we'll we'll work that and see if we can uh, catch him. Uh, we want we're looking for a Ross Smitty, uh, Smithy Smithy Uh He's 27 years old, white male. He's wanted by uh, the sheriff's office for felony theft. And Tiffany Bell, uh, another 35 year old black female, for theft. Uh, but she's got a uh, 1, 1100 block of Renee Street in New Iberia address. And, uh, you know, just, hey, tip us uh, if you got the locations on these people. Uh, we're going to pay cash on each case. So it's not just like, um, on, you know, once the tip comes in and somebody gets arrested. So we, we're going to pay uh, uh, cash money for each person that gets arrested. So uh, w- we'll have it on our website uh, in a couple of hours. And, Always reach us on our Facebook pages and you can see their pictures also.
9: You mentioned the Facebook page and the beauty of the Facebook page is that if you miss the Crime of the Week on TV or if you want to see any of the older crimes, you can always check them out there.
4: Yeah, I I love our our, our social media. And, you know, we all got together, uh, you know, we'll call it Acadiana Crime Stoppers. You know, we share each other's videos because Sheriff Gibson's criminals don't say in in Acadia. Uh, So uh, we share each other's videos and try to... uh, that, you know, make a difference. You know, we have these catalytic converter thefts. Uh, there, that's a nationwide epidemic. So, uh, you know, just law enforcement, crime stoppers, got together, and and you know, we're gonna put those videos out. And all we need is the anonymous tipping by the uh, by the citizens.
9: A tip that solves a crime could net you twenty five hundred dollars. It used to be only one thousand dollars for a reward, but recently that was up to twenty five hundred dollars. Since increasing the reward, have you received more tips through Crime Stoppers?
4: Yes, we had, uh, in fact. The tip that actually Opelousa's uh, bro that uh, actually went into the house and uh, shot the adult and some kids killed, unfortunately killed the, uh, the kids, uh, we actually paid out $2,500 for that one. So, uh, you know, we, it, it, and, you know, some people say, well, why do you increase the tip? You know, if you're going to get involved and you're going to take a murder off the street, we're going we're to give you, you know, and I say this, it's not up to $2,500 on a murderer it's you will receive $2,500. If your tip leads to an arrest, not even a conviction. If it leads to the arrest of this guy, we're going to pay you 2,500. we paid, uh, they had two thefts again, like we talked about last week, uh, at the animal shelter, they had another theft and both of them got uh 500 and one got 600. So, you know, it, it's worth your while. And one, you know, and I, I know some people even call and they say they don't want the reward. Um, hey, get the reward and donate it to Catholic charities like we talked about, donate it to another charity. Uh, some people just come out and they, they never claim their reward. So, look, and that tells me they're just tired of being victims. They're tired of seeing the crime. They're tired of seeing where, you know, uh, where their communities are going to. And it's an easy way to get involved and not ever have to testify in court.
9: By now, people know the drill. Dial three three seven nine four eight tips if they want to phone in a tip. But of course, you can tap the P three app and Star Star Tips, the new way to call. Is that now up and running?
4: Star Star Tips is active. In fact, Florida is the number one user right now because they've actually did the beta testing. But I'm proud to say that Louisiana is second, and St. Landry is number one in Louisiana for using the Star Star Tips. We pushed that thing out, uh, and we don't mind paying all the the uh developers and the programmers just to make it easier for someone to tip like you said downloading the p3 app uh, uh p3 tips.com st landry crime dot tips or seven eight nine tips anything that can help the victims of a crime get justice
9: again that's 337-948-TIPS the P3 app, or dialing Star Star Tips on your mobile device. Deputy Chief Eddie Thibodeau with the St. Landry Parish Sheriff's Office and St. Landry Crime Stoppers. As always, we appreciate the time. We'll talk to you next Thursday.
13: All
4: right. God bless y'all, and y'all be careful.
9: We're back with more of Acadiana's morning news after this on News Talk 96.5 k
17: I'm Brandon Como, and you're locked into k Get my take on the day's biggest stories alongside Shannon Wilkerson. Offsides, weekdays at 4 on News Talk
0: 96.5 Celebrating 20 years of enlightening Acadiana. Moon Griffon, next on News Talk 96.5 k
10: Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo.
15: Goat g-o-a-t acronym stands for greatest of all time as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner they're my fave dad you're the goat
10: you don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit adoptuskids.org, brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the ad.
1: News Talk 965 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew James.com.
0: Your 24 7 news source on air, online, and with the KPEL News App. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center.
9: Good morning, Acadiana. Another hot day in store today. Dave Baker says mostly sunny and nighty. A full look at his forecast coming up in just a little bit. For News Talk 96.5 KPEL, I'm Ian Ozan. We start in Scott, where state police are investigating a deadly pedestrian crash. It happened around 3 o'clock Wednesday morning on Cameron Street near Andres Road. 33-year-old Tracy Trosclair died at the scene. The crash remains under investigation. In Karencrow, a domestic dispute leads to a deadly shooting. It happened around 8 o'clock last night on Sateen Royale Circle. The names of the deceased and the shooter have not been released. The case remains under investigation. The city of Youngsville is tightening its home building code. This, after several residents filed a class action lawsuit against contractor D.R. Horton. Mayor Ken Ritter says the new ordinance will ensure new homes are built with more stable materials. In St. Landry Parish, a soldier who died during World War II will be laid to rest this weekend. Army Private Hillary Swallow died during the Battle of Guadalcanal in 1943. His remains recently were identified. Private Swallow's remains arrived in Louisiana on Tuesday. Funeral services will be held Saturday morning at Sibyl Funeral Home in Opelousas. Visitation starts at 8.30. The funeral begins at 11. Back in Lafayette, the city parish government loses a public records lawsuit to two newspapers. The Daily Advertiser and The Current sued to get records related to former police chief Wayne Griffin's firing. The court ordered LCG to hand over those documents with protected information redacted. So, what exactly was in those documents? According to those documents, lying and harassment were some of the stated reasons Griffin was fired. However, the specifics of why Griffin was let go were redacted. In Scott, it's almost showtime at the Apollo Road Roundabout. City officials will hold a town hall meeting next month about the project. It's scheduled for June 8th at 6 o'clock at the Scott Events Center. In St. Martinville, residents are under a boil advisory this morning. That's because the city shut off water last night for repairs. Staying in St. Martin Parish, public school students will have the day off tomorrow. That's because there's a shortage of bus drivers in the parish. Employees still have to report to work. The last day of school, by the way, is next Wednesday. Speaking of schools, Governor John Bell Edwards is dropping the COVID vaccine requirement for elementary and high school students. David Grubb has a story. Citing a lack
11: of full approval by the Food and Drug Administration, Governor Edwards says the Louisiana Department of Health has removed the COVID-19 vaccine as a requirement for elementary and secondary school students.
12: When school starts in August of 2022, the COVID vaccine will not be on the schedule.
11: Though the vaccine is no longer required, Governor Edwards and the LDH are still in agreement with the CDC and American Academy of Pediatrics recommendations.
12: All eligible children do receive the COVID-19 vaccine for themselves, their families, plus any boosters.
11: Since March of 2020, 21 children have been lost to COVID in the state. None of those were fully vaccinated. I'm David Grubb.
9: In Franklin, the Willow Street Bridge is closed until further notice. The bridge over the Bayou Tesh suffered a mechanical failure, forcing officials to close it. At the Capitol, a House bill limiting access to
13: mugshots clears a Senate committee. Brooke Thorrington has the latest. Once these mugshots are released, it's literally a digital scarlet letter that follows you around for the rest of your life. New
14: Orleans Representative Royce DePlessis' bill was amended in the Senate to allow for the release of a photo if an individual is charged with a violent crime. The bill already allows booking photos to be public upon conviction or the person is considered a fugitive
13: when you weigh the benefit of mugshots being considered public records, I think it's outweighed by the potential harm it can cause to someone's reputation.
14: The bill now advances to the Senate. I'm Brooke Thorrington.
13: Meanwhile,
9: a Senate bill that would set up a tiered risk assessment system to evaluate and house juvenile offenders is headed to the full house. Kevin
15: Gallagher has the details. Central Louisiana Senator Heather Cloud says violent behavior among youthful offenders is rising quickly.
5: Juvenile on juvenile violence, juvenile on guard violence and escapes that have really hindered the community. Under
15: her bill, every youth arrested would be evaluated for the risk to themselves and to others.
5: Taking into consideration of their needs holistically, including medical, educational and psychological.
15: The House Criminal Justice Committee approved the bill, sending it to the full House for debate and what could be Final Passage. I'm Kevin Gallagher.
9: In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns baseball team opens its final regular season series tonight against Little Rock. First pitch at Teague Moore Field is scheduled for 6 o'clock. The Cajuns need a big weekend and a strong showing in the Sunbelt Tournament to reach the NCAA Tournament. Head coach Matt Degg says he and the team have been here before. He says they'll adapt to the matchups.
16: Well, I think experience. You know, we've been in this situation many times and been a part of teams that have bailed themselves out uh, via the tournament. And so uh, there's a there's a track record there. But you've got to, we've got to go out and make plays and pitches and uh, get it done and big at bats. Uh, we have, you know, seven or eight guys that we've gone to a lot. And we're going to have to use them judiciously, if you will, uh, to get through something like this unless we just bang our way through it, which you can do. I mean, we've done, but going through the league, there's going to be a grinder.
9: Again, game one of that series against Little Rock tonight at six o'clock, game two tomorrow at six, game three Saturday at four o'clock. Nobody won any of the big lottery jackpots last night. Powerball rises to $117 million for Saturday. Lotto at $1,625,000 for Saturday. Easy Five at $110,000. You're up to date. Ian Ozan, News Talk 96.5 KPEL.
17: Your news update is brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. They have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock. Take a look at homefern.com.
18: Hot weather continues as we round out the work week. Plenty of sunshine out there for you today. It will be breezy this afternoon, though. Temperatures topping out near 90. Those winds out of the south at 15 to 20 miles per hour with some higher gusts. Overnight tonight, fair, warm, and muggy as lows will drop back into the lower 70s. Friday, lots of sunshine, breezy and warm with a daytime high near 90 degrees. Friday night, partly cloudy skies, lows in the lower 70s. Over the weekend, a front will approach the area. That'll bring a little better chance for some showers and thunderstorms on Saturday, and showers and thunderstorms a little more likely on Sunday. Saturday's high getting up to 91 with a heat index near 100. Sunday's high topping out near 86 degrees. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Dave Baker on News Talk
0: 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5, KPL right now, traffic.
15: A couple of things that you need to be aware of. Some wrecks that may or may not have been cleared up. We had a wreck earlier just about, uh, I don't know, 15 or so minutes ago at the 2600 block of Ambassador Caffery Parkway, always a busy area. And also a wreck that's been on the board for a while, a wreck at the intersection of West Pinhook Road, and South Park Road and just popping up on the board in Lafayette's Oil Center we do have a wreck at 800 Harding Street. Buckle it up and keep it safe.
1: Katie us morning news. I Bob have cracked up my character. character. You,
20: you have cracked me up, but I'm, I'm also, God. I mean, I'm, I'm having a good morning, and then Ian tells me that I look like I've just murdered somebody, <laughs> and starts, it starts telling me how I sort of, sort of project Hannibal Lecter, Lecter? yeah.
9: <laughs> because oh, I God. ask you, so what's new a with roof. you? Full because right? I ask you, what's new yeah. with you, and you say. I'm fine yeah. With a treasure chat grin on your right. face
20: Right And I Yeah And I mean All I was thinking is I wanted to tell people How proud I am of myself Because I just built a 12 by 14 foot gazeba In my backyard Oh wow Ooh. And you somehow Ooh. Equate that Can sort we... of self uh, yeah. appreciation to me
1: So you're feeling worthless looking... right now
20: What? No uh, No? I, well okay. now I am I don't know <laughs> This is terrible <laughs>
1: Welcome to our world, Bob. <laughs> but no, you're beautiful and wonderful. And yeah, yeah,
21: Katie I don't know, his I don't perfect.
20: know. You're the man who gave us the bee all truck. Right, that absolves right. you of anything. All right, right. Sister Santa I'm sure I'm living up to your potential. <laughs>
9: <laughs> <laughs> or not. Oh. Now, the question cool. is, are we living up to Dr. Bob's potential?
20: Yeah, I guess. I'm sure we are. I'm I sure know. we are. Yeah, I but no, I'm pretty true. proud of myself. I built this gazeba, and it's uh, it's it's really you know,
1: pretty, given huh? my
20: backyard new purpose, and I find myself now sitting outside with a fan blowing on me in the evenings, and I'm pretty happy. I was about, about to it. ask it's pretty
3: cool, cool.
1: is a
9: gazebo strictly for your personal enjoyment or are you gonna start doing weddings there?
20: Uh no, I'm not. I don't plan on <laughs> renting it out.
1: <laughs> you know what, Ian? There you go. Now people are gonna start writing in requests that. Sorry, Ian, you're
20: gonna have to find someplace else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll perform the ceremony (laughs) at Bob's backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, Acadiana's History Professor. (laughs) What do you have in store for us today? So
20: today I'm going to do something that I don't think the radio is necessarily really, you know, Mm -hmm. best
1: for. Well, we're going to have to put our imaginations in use. Right,
20: but it's going to be some show and tell.
1: Oh, boy. As well
20: as a little history and some of my own personal connections. to this history.
19: Ah, tell us. yes.
20: what I have, do you know what this is? It's a little little film canister. Mm -hmm. And in this little film canister, I have, you can see see what I have in my little film canister. Mount St. Helens. No, Mount
1: St. Helens May 18th, 1980. From May 18th,
20: 1980. Wow. That's our
9: moment in history this week?
20: Yeah, right. That's our moment in history this week. Great. It is the eruption of Mount St. Helens. And my so I'm originally from Spokane, Washington, Mm -hmm. uh, which is in eastern Washington. And Mount St. Helens is was is this active volcano mountain um, in western Washington. So on the coast that full on exploded in 1980. And, And there are people who still remember it. Today, across the country, because yeah. it was this just
1: huge, huge story. event. Yeah, May I absolutely. look inside? Is yeah, this yeah, yeah. To my health or not? Yeah,
20: well, it probably is, but look, I That's made okay. it, so. It's fun you should, time. You should be fine. Bob's yeah, here. <laughs> Why take life too seriously <laughs> when I'm making out alive anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> you can do whatever you want with it. Uh, wow. I mean, yeah, no, check it out. You can see how powdery it is and how fine mm-hmm. it really is.
9: Is it now? So... So, it looks like Nest Quick. That's what it re- looks like. Uh, let me see. Yeah. yeah. When
20: gray, you're done looking.
1: When you're done.
9: Just gray it, Nest be careful because yep. it's not yep. fully closed.
1: Okay.
19: Wow.
1: And okay, you kind
20: of have to appreciate, I wish people yes. could appreciate the ridiculous, childly scrawling on the tape that How, indicates what's in my yeah. little film canister. How
1: old were you then? So
20: I guess I was about 11 years old. That's awesome. And uh, so, right. So I lived in Spokane, Washington. And this mountain exploded. It actually blew, and this is hard to believe, but it blew 1,700 feet, 1,700 feet off of the mountain. So the mountain used to be uh, one of the tallest in the state. And then it literally shrunk because 1,700 feet of it was gone. Wow. It's it's not inconsequential. How far from Mount St. Helens were you in Spokane? So I guess, I, I mean, it's probably 200. Three hundred miles, two hundred seventy-five miles. That's a good question. I'd have to, I have to see. I think of it in terms of driving as a crow flies. Sure. Maybe 250, 275 miles, something like that.
1: That's really neat.
20: And and so so it's 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 Sunday. It's a Sunday, and my family had gone out for a picnic. We freak. My my father would frequently drive us out into the woods for a picnic on the weekends. Not uh-huh. every weekend, but we had done this on Sunday. We'd gone to mass and then uh, driven out into the mountains of North Idaho, probably went to Lake Ponderay, this beautiful lake, and had a picnic. So this is, be- and the ma- the uh, the mountain exploded at 8.30 in the morning.
1: Right, okay. But this is, of
20: course, before the days of constant communication, constant right. news awareness. And we were completely, and not only us, but people were just completely uh, unaware that this had happened. Clearly, people there knew that it had happened because sure. it was loud and this gigantic explosion in their backyard. But 275 miles away, we're going on with our daily lives, and unless you actually happen to be listening to the news radio on Sunday, you, you did not you know you really. don't get it. So the, I'm sure there are news reports coming on the TV, but again, people aren't watching the TV on Sunday. No. So for the most part, we're all completely clueless You know, your average citizen is completely clueless that this has happened and a gigantic ash cloud is headed to blanket the entire state. So we had gone on this picnic and then we came back in the late afternoon. And by the late afternoon, this ash cloud had started to come across the state and it literally turned day into night and the birds, of course, because all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. night, they stop doing their birdly thing. Right. And everything sort of goes kind of quiet. Uh and so it How it was eerie. like it was like a gray snowstorm. And we we're used to we, you know, we knew what snowstorms were. Sure. It's it very quiet during a snowstorm as mm-hmm. well. Um the, the snow actually dampens sound from mm-hmm. reverberating, and this ash ended up doing the same thing. But for the longest time, people, I mean, as it was coming in, you see what looks like a storm coming in. Coming, but, yeah, your way. Yeah, but, you, but then all of a sudden, mm. this isn't a storm. Now, I mean, people weren't clueless for very long. Sure. But definitely clueless at, at the very beginnings of it. And so um, eventually, I think that we had about two and a half inches of this ash. That, yes. that you see there. And it's essentially like powdered sugar.
1: I mean, it really, right. I mean, truly is. That's that's yeah, really
20: quick. You're right. Yeah. Blanketing everything. So let me just say then that we were wearing masks before wearing masks was hip and cool. <laughs>
9: How long did that burn. go on? Because, of course, ashes is, is an environmental thing. You don't want it in your lungs. So how right. long, A, did the cloud last, and B, how long did you have to go around protecting yourself from it? So the cloud didn't last all that
20: long. It, it, it came and then it went. Mm-hmm. But we literally had to, well, I mean, it, for years, in many respects, people had to live with this. But all summer, we had to deal with it. And and it was amazing amazing, because imagine your your whole community, everybody, all of a sudden having to deal with this this powder that coats literally everything. And so neighbors, everybody's out in the street um, hosing down the streets, trying to wash this into the storm drains. And then of course the reports come out. Please stop doing that. Please stop doing that because the storm drains are being clogged up. And people, well, what are we? What are we supposed to to do with this? And it, it and it was dangerous because it's a powder that you're, you're simply breathing yeah. into your lungs. Absolutely. You know, unobstructed. So we were wearing masks, but who had masks? So we were wearing yeah. T-shirts, you know, tied over our, our faces. faces and things like this. The amount of so down here, you know, we're used to natural disaster, mm-hmm. um, hurricanes, and then frequently the flooding that comes from that. And then we have to be aware of cars, right, that have been damaged in floods. Absolutely. Well, let me tell you. Virtu- almost every car was completely incapacitated because as you're driving around,
1: the dust the gets dust sucked. Is, yeah, into exactly. It.
20: Getting sucked into the engine and compromising wow. the engines of the car. So people had wow. to deal with that as an, as an immediate and then. Ongoing, long-term yes, thing that they're not here's prepared your for em- the investment of this. Exactly and now, now you're you, going to have trouble right, at some right. point,
1: maybe sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. What a fascinating time in history. We
20: actually, and so one of my job, one of the things that I did as a kid to raise money, I, I mowed lawns in the neighborhood, and then I also shoveled snow in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. And I had quite a little fledgling job, uh, a business, uh, business huh? yeah, yeah, enterprise there. And so then uh, I, I got to start shoveling ash from people's <laughs> walkways so that's I, a good I job too that. right i guess it's a good job a uh, little bobby character out there shoveling ash in a cloud surrounding him <laughs> like, like pig pen yeah. oh, we said that at the same time <laughs> this is so great this is so great i'm sure i'm sure my brother was protected in the basement and my parents said bobby go out there you know, yeah probably do something make five dollars <laughs> go shovel mrs vester's
9: driveway of the ash (laughs) when was the last time you were up near Mount St. Helens
20: so okay I'm glad that you bring this up because it's one of the things I wanted to bring to this if you are in that area and it's closer to Portland than it is to Seattle okay so just think if you're in Portland Seattle in that area you are close to Mount St. Helens and it is unbelievable to go there still to this day to see the destruction that that uh, rot, huh? rot, wow. and then and the beauty that it also revealed. So there's this there's this place on the southern side of Mount St Helens called the Ape Caves, uh-huh. and they are a lava tube cave. So it's, it's it's a tube underground yes. and and it's a cave and you can go through Hot these
1: has flowed through it exactly made these tubes made these and, tubes and, wow. and it's,
20: it's it's really remote and it's it's really exciting bucket and it's list. completely dark and you have to have a headlamp or yeah. some sort of something to get through it uh-huh. and it's filled with
1: bigger ladies. You think we can fit in there? Yeah, you can <laughs> okay, definitely just fit checking. in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm glad I did know that for the bucket I list. I used to
20: bring students to that when okay. I would do my history on the move program and take. Take students on history tours of the of the country. This is so A- and cool. then there's also this this other place where this canyon was revealed. You didn't know that there was an actual canyon underneath all of the trees, all of the the, the, the soil, everything, everything, hundreds of feet deep. But because all of the melting snow, immediately flash-melted snow and glaciers on this Mount St. Helens were you know turned yes. to liquid and they literally rushed down the mountain and the blast scoured out wow. a canyon that otherwise was not known and it's it's gorgeous and beautiful and it's it's right there on the foothills of what used to be one of the tallest mountains Mountains? in the state. Oh,
1: gosh, what an amazing, that's some serious bucket list. I'm doing that. So,
20: you know, this came up when I was looking for what am I going to do today. And, oh, well, May 18th, which was yesterday, the anniversary of this in 1980. And I immediately realized, well, you know, I, I have a connection to that. And I also remembered that in my little... In my little metal box of keepsakes from is, my childhood, I collected and still have some of that Mount St. Helens I, wow.
1: The Wow. The day I invited you to do an interview about your Boudin book has proved to be one of the, the most amazing fun days ever because it, is, it has started a journey <laughs> for all of us. It's
9: a gift that keeps on giving,
1: and, and that's the beautiful and I, part. Yes, thank you, Bob. I was, you know, I was and sharing you know what all this. The gift
20: that keeps on giving for me is this. It's it's unsettling and it's beautiful. There then now there are people out there who they encounter me just in my daily life and they say, Yeah Are you the guy on the rate?" I recognize, recognize your, your voice? voice. Mm-hmm. And you can well imagine Welcome to my our life. World. I never imagined that people would say <laughs> this to me.
19: Yeah, and,
1: and you're I
20: quickly like, just lower my head and shuffle away. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. like, I don't
9: know, I don't know. Wow.
20: I've told,
1: she she buys the off-brand bread? Right? <laughs> yep. I've
9: told Bob this story before. I saw someone I knew in and I was talking to someone I knew, uh, Letitia Walker, former news yeah. reporter across the street. Her son was in Albertsons and walking in, like, and, and I said, "Hey Brody, how are you?" He's like, "I'm fine." And then Bob heard my voice, said, "Hey Ian," <laughs> and then Brody turned and said, "Oh my God, you are yes. famous!" <laughs> So thank you, Bob, yeah, for validating me not, in that I'm one moment. I'm not really
20: sure what that says about
9: Brody, but <laughs> oh, that's adorable. No, it says we're Lafayette famous. That's what we are. And that's, that's it. Right. That is a mantle I'm glad to sit on.
1: <laughs> Bob Carricker, Akadianist history professor. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Our Lady of Lords, where they believe your health lives in the story of your life. They listen, they heal. Visit lordsrmc.com. We listen, we heal for more information.
11: I'm Elizabeth MacDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report.
7: The job market continues to be holding up this month. The number of people filing for unemployment benefits for the first time increased slightly last week to 218,000. New claims came in a little higher than expected. However, the number of people still receiving unemployment continues to decline. Continuing claims dropped to 1.31 million in the latest reading. Yesterday's Wall Street sell-off is blamed on retail giants Walmart and Target reporting the impact of higher prices on their businesses. This This morning, BJ's wholesale's quarter was better than expected, with sales up more than 14 percent, up more than 4 percent, excluding gasoline. Though Kohl's quarter was disappointing. EasyJet, the European discount airline, says its bookings are now stronger than before the pandemic. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Jitty Koselda, invested in you.
6: After 9-11, Ben Harrow couldn't wait to enlist in the army. But in Afghanistan, Ben stepped on an IED while leading an anti-terrorism mission. Ben survived, but lost both of his legs above the knee, two fingers, and sustained injuries to his right forearm. Ben now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Ben. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers
17: at T2... News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.